Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday. It's February 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. President Donald Trump won impeachment acquittal Wednesday in the United States Senate, bringing to a close only the third presidential trial in American history with votes that split the country, tested civic norms, and fed the tumultuous... Am I saying that right? Yes. 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 2020 race for the White House. A majority. (laughs) It's like one of those words. I know. Sometimes you look at it. Am I saying that right? There's still. Manipulative. I can't say manipulative ever. Manipulative. And I'm withdrawal. 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 There's some tough words. Whatever. That's a topic for some. I feel like Jackie Bannon. That's a topic at some point. Words that you know you can say, but you have to work to say them. A majority of senators expressed unease with Trump's pressure campaign on Ukraine that resulted in the two articles of impeachment. But the final tallies: fifty-two to forty-eight favoring acquittal of abuse of power; fifty-three to forty-seven of obstruction of Congress investigation fell far short. I mean, uh, there's a really funny scene in uh, Family Guy where you know Peter's at the doctor and the doctor's like, "I don't know how to say this." Ba- Bassinger? Bas- Basinger? He thinks he's getting a bad diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And he, and, but he Joe does Joe. it over and over again. He goes, I'm going to have a hard time saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Two-thirds guilty votes would have been needed to reach the Constitution's bar of high crimes and misdemeanors to convict uh, and remove Trump from office. The outcome Wednesday followed months of remarkable impeachment proceedings from Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi's House to Mitchell McConnell's Senate, reflecting the nation's unrelenting partisan divide three years into Trump's presidency. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you look at the vo- it's infuriating to, to look at the voting because it's all it's all or nothing for for both parties and it's like this is ridiculous where we're at right now there was one republican (laughs) but still i mean like i mean for for all intents and purposes it was like like, what was the point that was a waste of time yeah yeah if only there had been some indication (laughs) that the country was going in this way (laughs) i know right what started as Trump's request for Ukraine to do us a favor spun into a far-reaching 28,000-page report compiled by House investigators accusing an American president of engaging in shadow diplomacy that uh, threatened U.S. foreign relations for personal political gain as the pressure uh, as the as he pressured the ally to investigate Democratic rival Joe Biden ahead of the next election. No president has ever been removed from the Senate. Uh, we said only one Republican, Mitt Romney of Utah, the party's uh, defeated 2012 presidential nominee, broke with the GOP. President Donald Trump is expected to make a statement later today. Police are investigating a suspected case of murder-suicide after a South Jersey mother and her two young children were found dead inside their home shortly after the father's body was discovered in nearby woods. A passerby in Carney's Point called 911 Wednesday morning after finding the body of a man who had apparently died by suicide in the woods off Sportsman Road, police said. Authorities responded to the scene and were able to identify the man. The Carney's Point Police Department checked his address and called for a welfare check at the Pensgrove Gardens apartment complex. Pensgrove police responded to the apartment and found the woman and two small children dead. Family members have identified the victims as the man's wife, Ruth Reyes, and their five-year-old daughter, Yuriana, and two-year-old son, Yuri. A friend described Reyes as very friendly, a good mom, and a kind person. Family members said she filed a restraining order against her husband after 
receiving death threats from him. The deaths are currently under investigation by all police involved. A Pennsylvania man who bought nearly 100 boxes of Girl Scout cookies through an act of kindness is urging others to pay it forward. A picture on social media of a mystery Girl Scout cookie buyer sparked a lot of curiosity. Many people were trying to find the man uh, who bought over $300 worth of cookies at the Plymouth Meeting Mall. The post was shared by hundreds of people on social media showing the man posing with some of the Girl Scouts after he bought close to 100 boxes of Girl Scout cookies from Troop 7018 at the mall on Sunday. 19-year-old Marcel Dupree said he never did it for the attention and he never told anybody about the act of kindness. Marcel said that he first learned about the social media post from his family. He said, I wanted to do this from the kindness of my heart. Uh, When he found out that the picture was going around social media, he decided to reveal himself. What the And the the message behind why he did it. He said, I was feeling a bit down because I was going through some anxiety. Ah. When one of the girls approached him to buy the box, he decided to buy all of the boxes to do something nice and try to lift his anxiety. Did they say how much he dropped on that? Over yes. three hundred dollars. Yeah, wow. so he so he said that he thought it was going to be like one hundred and fifty bucks. He's only nineteen years old. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thought it was going to be one hundred and fifty bucks, and then he said when he realized it was three hundred and fifty three dollars, he said, "All right, well, I'm going to need two credit cards." There you we know go. What? When, you, when you presented this yesterday, I was like, "This is news." I mean, it's yeah. it's nice. It's it's a, it's a really sweet thing to do, and uh, but I'm sure people do these types of things from time to time. But why did this particular one stand out? And then I heard he was 19 years old, yeah. and he didn't know how much he was going to be spending when mm-hmm. he made the commitment, and that also he's got some anxiety issues. I'm like, okay, this is That's really... That's a story. This is really nice. This is very cool. I'm, I'm I'm really proud of this young man. It's cool for him to do yeah. that, you know? Everything is news these days, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dupree said that he only took one box home and told the girls to give the rest out uh, to the people in the mall. Dupree says that his message is to just pay it forward. Wait a second. He took a box? That's <laughs> son of a oh, bitch. What a greedy... Ugh. A mother with Unbelievable. Troop 7018 said the troop has a goal to match Dupree's donation through the Havertown, uh, I'm sorry, through the Hometown Heroes Project, and they are trying to see how many girls and troops will uh, strive to match that goal. Sounds very tumultuous, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers will look to end their three-game losing streak when they travel to play the best team in the NBA, the Bucks tonight in Milwaukee. The Sixers are in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, 12 and a half games behind the Bucks, who are 43 and 7 on the season and 23 and 3 at home. The Sixers, who are 22 and 2 at home, are only 9 and 18 on the road. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is scheduled for 8 o'clock. The Flyers, who have won two in a row, and are back at home tonight to play the New Jersey Devils. 53 games into the season, the Flyers are in the last wild card spot with 29 wins and 65 points. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock, and the game will be broadcast on WMMR. <laughs> Butler guard Kamar Baldwin hit a buzzer beater to lead the Bulldogs. She said 7, seven o'clock. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. I, I looked just, at Casey. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I was just moving past 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> to lead the Bulldogs to a 79-76 win over Villanova last night, Baldwin caught Nova guard Colin Gillespie leaning and knocked down the buzzing beater three-pointer to give number 19 Butler the win over number 10 Wildcats. Butler, who improved to 18-5, ended a five-game losing streak in the series against Villanova. And dear 
God, that's what I have for you this morning. It's rough one this morning, Cad. Sometimes the mouth doesn't work, right? man. I was yet, going through it just a few days ago. Just received a word, Preston. Kathy's just been nominated for an Edward R. Murrow Award. Wow. So, well, that's about time. That's pretty amazing. That's yeah. about time. Uh, we welcome you to Thursday morning. The majority of the work week is zipping by. Wonderful. Rejoice. Enjoy. Because Friday is on its way tomorrow. Now, before then, between now and then, we have a few things that we're going to do. Uh, we do have another cash opportunity for you. We have $500 to give away. If you watched Dr. Oz yesterday or not, maybe you can guess because <laughs> the questions are pretty easy. We will have your chance to win at about 930. Straight up, dude. Yeah, so. Maybe uh, we'll have a more uplifting answer today. Oh, my God. That doesn't involve child murder? Yeah, yeah. we'll see about that. But uh, listen, Dr. Oz covers true crime and all kinds of stuff on his The answer is date rape. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's not just rate. medical. There's some true crime <laughs> and and uh, celebrities and things like that on the show. So anyhow, we'll find out what the question is about nine between nine thirty and ten o'clock. Uh, I love having uh, our guest on. Uh, Tom Papa is one of our favorite people. So good. He's got a new Netflix comedy special called "You're Doing Great." <laughs> uh, premiered globally on Tuesday, and uh, he'll be calling in to talk about that. Tom's one of those comedians where I think everything he says is funny, even if it's not a joke. Just the way that he sets things up, he. Just he yeah. makes me laugh inherently. Well, I think sometimes even he's caught and he's like, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he's the nicest guy. Yeah. Yes, he's he's, he's the real deal. He's great. So uh, Tom will be on later this morning in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we have that, and uh, we might, we might, we'll see how things go today. We're looking pretty good with prizes, and sometimes when we get stacked up, we need to move them. And uh, maybe we'll do a contest if we have some opportunities to get that. We'll work on it. Uh, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Entertainment Report. Hollywood lost an absolute legend, uh, but lived a full, full, as full as you can life. Yes. We'll have some details on that and more when we get back. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show February 14th through the 18th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, I'm going to do another Black History question, courtesy of our buddy uh, Craig Lagans. Uh, and his show is coming up, My Life in eighteen and 19 Inches. You, you, you docked him an inch? I docked him an inch. Uh, Friday, February 14th at the Rotunda on Wall Street. Uh, tickets available at therotunda.org. All right, so the question this morning. Serena Williams has won more singles titles than any woman or man in tennis history. How many has she won? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's see if you know the answer. Serena Williams has won more singles titles than any woman or man in tennis history. How many has she won? Call now. Let's see if you can get the answer correctly. I'll go through some birthdays today, Thursday, February 6th, and we're going to start with one. Uh, we just announced a concert coming to Philadelphia and a full tour from the band that this guy is a lead singer in. Of <laughs> it is W. Axel Rose's birthday w. today. Yeah, what is uh, W? Bill William. Oh, Bill Bailey. Yep, that's his. That's name. it. Uh, so he is celebrating his 58th birthday today. 
Kathy, you've seen them in concert, yeah? I did, yeah. I didn't love it uh, when I was there, but I think it was where I was sitting. Anytime I've been, I think it was uh, Citizens Bank Park, and anytime I've been... No, it's it the Link. The Link, the yeah. Link, that's yeah. right, that's right. Anytime I've been to a show in the Link, um, based on where I sit, like, the whole show is affected. I saw... Um, Kenny Chesney there as well, and I actually we got up and moved. I was like, I this is can't hear. It just yeah. was. It, it was terrible. It sounded like I don't know. Someone was like playing in your backyard, or there was like a radio on. Like it just. <laughs> right. It didn't feel good. like you were at a concert. We got up and we moved, and no one said anything to us. And fortunately, we got into a spot where we we could hear it better. But I felt the same way um, about this show. Wow. Okay. Uh, I've never seen them. Um, I'm really not. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm okay. I, I, don't, I don't need to see them. <laughs> exactly They're what great. I would say. Yes, I appreciate the band, but I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, he's 58 today. Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Yeah, Tom Brokaw's 80 today. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. My stool is complete liquid at this <laughs> point. I guess I shouldn't have said that. Wow. I lost that thing that stops old people from saying stuff. Oh, I guess so. But the funniest story is him encountering Pierre at like a Whole Foods. Oh yeah. Brokaw happened to be in town, and they uh, their eyes locked over the salad buffet and the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and he tried to. St- That's wonderful, ma'am. No, no, I'm, I'm Pierre. Yeah, uh, he just he kind of brushed him off, but yeah. you know he's That's busy what he man. does. Yep. Tom Brokaw's eighty today. Uh, it's Rick Astley's. Oh my god! Today. Yeah, haven't seen a Rick roll in a while. They're still out there, and they happen from time to time. I have to mention that Rick Astley and Tom Brokaw celebrate their birthdays together. Yeah? You would think so. Yeah, he's uh, fifty-four <laughs> years old today. I can't. I'm meeting up with Rick Astley. My um. My kids are were in the school band and they Rick rolled us in the, but the problem is uh, you couldn't understand you could the you know it's a bunch of like grade school kids trying to Rick roll you. So what, what were they doing? I don't understand. They were playing a song and then they started playing this song. Okay, but it was so bad you couldn't you didn't know that. <laughs> Did you they were tell being, you later on? I knew that you were being Rick rolled because my daughter told me ahead of time. Oh, gotcha. I was like, okay. it was one of those ideas by the teacher that. <laughs> They thought it'd be really cute. I would have stormed out. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> this is a learning place. Uh, Rick Astley is 54 today. Uh, Kathy Najimy, uh, the actress, uh, sister act, soap dish, voice of Peggy Hill on King of the Hill, is 63 today. Very talented. It's Maria Shriver's birthday today. Ah. Uh, ex-wife of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> although <laughs> very skeletorious. <laughs> yeah. Now is are, are they, they actually divorced, divorced or no are they, no okay. no not legal they they are separated and have been separated for yeah. years now at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's involved with anybody else. I don't know if she's involved with anybody else. They go out to events together, mm. so I don't know where they stand on that. But uh, there they are. She's sixty five today. Uh, Mike Farrell from uh, Mash, who was uh, B J Honeycutt, is eighty one today. There was actually a story coming up later on. One of the uh, uh, when the producer of uh, yeah. Mash passed away. A powerhouse. Yeah, I'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, Mike Farrell is uh, 81, B.J. Honeycutt. Uh, Chris Humphreys, the basketball player, ex-husband of Kim Kardashian. Do you remember that debacle? Yeah. It didn't last very long, right? Less what, less than a year? Yeah, it was like 100 days or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There was a moment where he was uh, on the Sixers squad. I don't think he ever played in the regular season, but they brought him in to be on the practice squad for a little while. I mean, that, that didn't even last. No, no. And uh, what a personality. Oh, uh, yeah. 35 years old today, uh, Chris Humphreys. Uh, then you have Charlie Heaton, who is in Stranger Things. Yeah. He is Jonathan Byers. He's the, the older brother yeah. of Mike. Is that who the one uh, who disappeared? 
I, I, the I forget the character's name. I just me. know what they look like. <laughs> uh, but he's uh, he's 26 years old. He plays kind of the, uh, you know, uh, the loser loner, yeah. uh, and loner uh, who's actually a really good-looking dude. You know, they do that of course. in TV shows and movies. Yeah, TV has a great way of making you feel even worse when the loser looks far better than you do. Yeah. But he is actually dating his love interest in the show. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Oh, no way. Yeah, they're, they're actually an item that have been for years now. That's great. I forgot who the female comedian was, but she does a bit about how they make really attractive people appear to be the, the unattractive <laughs> yes. person. Yeah, yeah. And with women, generally what they do is they have them wear khakis. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Really yeah, hot women, yeah. they just they wear khakis. Oh, my God, I feel so bad <laughs> for her. If only she stopped wearing those pants. Charlie Heaton is 26 today. And then, Casey, give me, like, the Angels music oh, ready because okay. yeah. um, this uh, gal celebrates her birthday today. You love her. I love her. <laughs> I got you, bro. Thank you very much. It is the birthday of Alice Eve oh. today. Alice Eve from uh, She's Out of My League. No truer title has ever been created. Stunning. Yeah. Just absolutely stunning. And Star Trek Into Darkness, there's a moment where she is wearing just her underwear. Do you remember that they, that I think J.J. Abrams apologized for putting yeah, that in the movie? because there was no reason for them to do it at yeah. all. And in hindsight, I look back after that statement came out, I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's no, no thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing that. She's just <laughs> phenomenal in my eyes. And so in the next uh, Star Trek movie, Preston, they're going to have, just to sort of compensate, uh, on the bridge, Spock's going to rub one out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think it'll be green? Yeah, yeah I think That'll so. Come out? Yeah, it'll probably look like uh, avocado. Doesn't he bleed green? He, he bleeds yeah, he does, green. Yeah. So let's try and figure this out. If his <laughs> blood is green, <laughs> Well, we'll discuss is, this okay. off air. He's, uh, she is 38 years old today, Alice Eve. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to this question. And Serena Williams has won more singles titles than any <laughs> woman or man in tennis history. How many has she won? 215-263-WMMR is the number. So we are going to go to Ian for the answer. Hey, Ian, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, Ian, do me a favor. How many singles titles has uh, Serena Williams won? That would be 23. 23 yeah. is correct. Yep. yep, you got it. And to celebrate, we're going to take a look at traffic. Uh, that is right, my man. Would it be fair to say... It's it's always hard to say who the most dominant athlete is in their sport in, in uh, all, of all time. She's she's up there with the you know uh, in in the world of golf like uh, Jack Nicklaus, and she's up there. You know, if she's not, she's certainly vying for goat status. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that's um, astonishing. It's and one of those arguments where you say, "Name me somebody better." Yeah, you know who yeah. who in the sport is better than Serena Williams, and maybe Federer, maybe Nadal. Well, but to dominate women's sports and and to dominate her sport the way that she has, yeah, nobody's close. Yeah, because for for a time, like you know, the greatest athlete period uh, was like Wayne Gretzky. Nobody dominated their sport more right. than he did, and right. she certainly is that type of a force. So It's wild when she's so good, Preston, that when people beat her, they go over and apologize. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh Ian God. got it right. We're going to give him a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show February 14th through the 16th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. For more information and discount tickets, you go to phillyhomeandgardenshow.com. We'll start with this one. Uh, sad news, but uh, an icon of American entertainment, Kirk Douglas, has passed away at the age of 103 years old. Unbelievable. What a freaking run. Yeah. 
Amazing. Uh, his son, Michael Douglas, uh, posted a statement that said, It is with tremendous sadness that my brothers and I announced that Kirk Douglas left us today at the age of 103. He continued saying to the world that he was a legend, an actor from the golden age of movies who lived well into his golden years, a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the causes he believed in, in uh, set a, has set a standard for all of us to aspire to. Uh, but to me and my brothers, Joel and Peter, he was simply dad. To Catherine, a wonderful father-in-law. To his grandchildren and great-grandchild, their loving grandfather, and to his wife, Anne, a wonderful husband, he added. He concluded by saying Kirk, saying Kirk's life was well-lived, and he leaves a legacy in film that will endure for generations to come, and a history as a renowned philanthropist who worked to aid the public and bring peace to the planet. Let me end with the words I told him on his last birthday, and which will always remain true, Dad, I love you so much, and I am pr- so proud to be your son. Yeah, if wow. you if you're not aware of Kirk Douglas, um, mm-hmm. he he was uh, Casey. You were you were uh, taking some clips earlier, and you were, uh, you know sent over a video clip, and you commented on, on what a good looking guy he was. Yeah, yep. but Kirk Douglas was never the um, throwaway good looking guy who just went for the the uh, easy role. He was always doing stuff that sort of pushed the boundaries. He was always looking for stuff that, that had a media role, like going back to the movie The Champion. He plays a boxer. But the boxer is a real scumbag. He's a backstabber, and and you know he's he always found characters that were like that. He played Van Gogh, uh, you know, at at one point in his career. Everything that he did, even with Spartacus, uh, and I mean, a couple of my absolute favorite movies of all time, Pass the Glory, Spartacus. He did movies that were um, that that challenged him, and my, it was always pretty amazing. My earliest memory of him was in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. So good, yeah. I yeah. mean, and and there, then he could do that, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some clips to play. Um, yes. Which ones would you like to go with here, Steve? Because I think you sent these over. I think if you want to start off with it, there is the classic um, Spartacus scene where he actually doesn't even speak, but it uh, r- reminds everyone of the I'm Spartacus moment. All right. By command of his most merciful excellency, your lives are to be spared on the single condition that you identify the body or the living person of the slave called Spartacus. I'm Spartacus! 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 So that the context... Yeah, I've never seen that movie. The context of that scene, Preston, is that they have um, the, the, the Roman soldiers have, have beaten them in this battle, this, this very pivotal battle, and so... Uh, the, uh, he wants, all he wants, they want Spartacus to come forward and, and Spartacus is sitting there and his men knowing that they will be crucified if they don't, you know, if they don't give him up, they all start yelling that they're Spartacus. They won't betray him. Right. And subsequently they end up getting crucified. No kidding. Yeah. But, wow. um, uh, it's, uh, it's a powerful scene, but a, a quieter scene where you see how, how good an actor he is, is this next scene. Okay. Here we go. If you saw that in the future. As I'm sure you're seeing it now. Would you continue to fight? Yes. Knowing that you must lose? Come on, we can. All men lose when they die. All men die but a slave and a free man lose different things. They both lose life. Free man dies, he loses the pleasure of life. Slave loses pain. 
death is the only freedom a slave knows. That's why he's not afraid of it. That's why we'll win. Great movie, Very honestly. Powerful. If you ever get the chance to see it, it's 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 a cl- it's a classic epic. It's sort of an atypical movie for um, uh, Stanley Kubrick because it's more Hollywoodish. Mm-hmm. But um, they're, they're like the gladiator training scenes, the school, the um, all of that stuff is brutal. You know, it's it's great stuff. The chariot races in that movie, right? No, it's Ben Hur. That's Ben Hur. Yeah, yeah. All right, I've got him confused. And uh, um, then there is uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, *Pass of Glory*. What's a, what is it about? It's about the French re- uh, retribution in World War One, where they, it was a policy that if they felt, you know, World War One was a battle of yards in many cases, as as you've seen many times at the Maginot Line, and and they would be it was trench warfare, and so um, they they started this policy that if they believed the uh, troops did not perform well in battle, they would select people from that battalion and execute them. They thought it was an incentive to fight more vigorously. So, um, uh, so uh, you know, the, this this movie, uh, Kirk Douglas is also a lawyer, but he's, he's a colonel, a Colonel Dax, and he's trying to defend these guys. In fact, two of the guys that are selected actually performed the most courageously during this one encounter that didn't go well. Wow. Uh, but uh, then the, the, uh, the their own crazy um, uh, commander has his own batteries fire on his own troops to incite them to get out of the trenches. Mm. And it's just, it's politics going back and forth and a bunch of scumbags and all Kirk Douglas is trying to do is save these guys' lives. Okay. But they end up getting executed. This is the scene after it. Sir, would you like me to suggest what you can do with that promotion? You will apologize at once or I shall be placed under arrest. I apologize for not being entirely honest with you. I apologize for not revealing my true feelings. I apologize, sir, for not telling you sooner that you're a degenerate, sadistic old man. And you can go to hell before I apologize to you now or ever again. Wow. Wow. Great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The 75-year-old, by the way, uh, Michael Douglas, uh, shared pictures of his father on social media. Kirk was a World War II vet who rose from the child of a ragman to one of the most powerful figures in Hollywood history. Literally rags to riches. Uh, starring in more than 80 films and spawning a legendary family of actors and performers. His most famous role was Spartacus, as we played earlier. Uh, in 2003, he actually starred alongside his son uh, Michael and grandson Cameron Douglas in 2003's It Runs in the Family. So he worked, you know, late into his life. Do you know he was the original person that got uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in motion to be produced no as a movie? Okay. Wow. He was the first. He was the one who got. In fact, they think he played um, uh, the the, the uh, Nicholson role. Uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, R.P. McMurphy. R.P. McMurphy on <laughs> on Broadway or on okay. stage. And then, so they—that's how Mike Michael Douglas got ownership of the project, and later on produced it. Wow! Wow! A hundred three years old. I'm sure some tributes are going to be coming. Oh, yeah. well, <coughs> Oscars are this future. weekend too. So yeah, you know, like, they'll yeah. probably have a segment um, dedicated for Kirk Douglas. <laughs> they'll spell Just... it Cronk Douglas. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, by the way, in the in the new in the prep this morning, yeah. it says you know Kirk Douglas, icon of American entertainment, has died at the age of 103. There's a picture of Michael Douglas. Oh here. man! Oh, uh huh. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, so anyhow, we're moving on. I do have some other things. Kevin Hart says that the uh, that September 2019 changes life forever for the better. In a March cover story for Men's Health, Hart reflects on his new outlook. He says he wants to change. He said, I'm not trying to get back to where I was before. I want to be better than before. It's a resurrection. That's the best way for me to put it. I feel like... The other version of myself died in that moment, <clears throat> and this new version was born to understand and to do better. I am going to take this opportunity to announce my conversion to Westianism. 
What? Oh. Which is a new religion, yeah. Westianism. Nice. Yeah. As in Bill Weston? <laughs> yes. Uh, the 40-year-old suffered major back injuries. Uh, he remembers nothing, he says. He said, I can't tell you nothing about it. It, mm. it. Isn't that scary? The first thing I remember is being in the ambulance with my wife. Uh, recovery was horrendous. He had uh, previously revealed that he depended on others to help him with even the most menial tasks. And the day that he was able to put his own socks on was a big deal. I, if you see the footage of him right after the accident, uh, he is, you know, really in a bad way. And uh, I, I think when whoever was first on the scene to see him said there there were um, in his back, they could see the bone just about protruding out of his, his back. So, yeah, it yeah. was uh, it was it was it was pretty bad. Uh, the time spent in bed helped him meditate. Excuse me, meditate on his life, where he was, where he'd been, where he wanted to go. He says it all boiled down to four walls, and in the space of those four walls was my wife and my brother, my kids, and my friends, all on rotation. And I got a chance to think about what matters. And it's not fame, it's not money, it's not jewelry, cars, or watches. What matters are relationships. So he's going to work on that. Yeah, he was always a, you know, you, you take a look at a guy when, when we would have him in the studio here. He was He's always been an upbeat, glass half full yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Very nice. But, I, I, you know, if he tweaks it even more and it means better stuff for him, great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love this story. Josh Brolin was out for vengeance on social media when a user objected to a racy pic that he posted of his wife. The 51-year-old posted a hot shot of his wife, Catherine Boyd, and she's very attractive, wearing yeah. wearing lingerie, and he captioned this. Now, this is pretty cheesy, but his, his follow-up to a troll was pretty good. He said, I want to love you wildly. I don't want words, but inarticulate cries, meaningless from the bottom of my most primitive being that flow from my belly like honey, a piercing joy that leaves me empty, conquered, silenced. Uh, it's from a poet, uh, uh, Anais Nin, whoever that is. Yes. Uh, but he decided to post this. The final line is, I'm going to make you feel so good. Oh, it should, man, right? that is beautiful. So, but, wow. But listen to this. So a fan wrote, why show your wife's body off on the Internet? It's not good. God wants her to cover her body and not expose her body. So uh, Josh wrote back, I just spoke to God, and God asked me to please ask you to shut the F up and go take a shower. <laughs> I take this as a guy who's in love with his wife. Yes, yeah. it's true. And, and, and so if you're cheesy or not, let him have the moment. Yeah. It's and not even that racy of a photo. It is not. You can't even see Knocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You just see panty. Panties. Panties. Panties is all you see. And a flower. Uh, So he said, I just spoke to God. God asked me to please ask you to shut the F up and go take a shower. (laughs) It's a great response. But should this come as a shock that anytime you post anything, someone's going to say, hey, your your toilet paper dispenser is running low. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pair married in uh, 2016 and welcomed their first child, Westland Rain. In November of 2018. Westland Rain. I've been watching a couple movies with Josh Brolin lately. Uh, running on, uh, just on the on the cable circuit has been uh, American Gangster, which is a brilliant film. Yeah. I love it. He's great in it. And then yesterday I was watching True Grit, the remake. Yeah. And I forgot he was in it. And he just, he, he's awesome. He's a great actor. He really he, is. Yeah. You think of the guy in Goonies and what he yeah. is now. Uh, he's certainly come along, and he had his issues. There was a time when I, I'm sure, had we uh, met him, we would have considered him a real prick. He was really had he had anger issues and booze issues. Well, I know that, and, but and he was a prick. Yeah, that was the word. Okay. He was, and, and, but now he yeah. I, he seems to be in a much 
better place. Speaking of that, listen to this story. Brad Pitt, I did not know this, decided to skip the BAFTAs on Sunday, and he did it to reunite with his estranged son, Maddox. Wow. And the way it happened is like, okay... Dude's legit. So when the 56-year-old won the award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Margot Robbie accepted the award for him. The cancellation was last minute, and Pitt cited a family obligation. Yeah, I know that was the case, and it was never explained what that was, but... So, any reports on how how it went? Apparently, Maddox told Pitt that he was willing to chat, and he dropped everything to prioritize him. I mean, that's a major... That's a major award. That's a major award. (laughs) It was a leg lamp, Preston. Um, he took him to Great Wolf Lodge, I heard. Which oh, is a really, that that, oh, man, I still want to get there. It's a good place to buy. Is it? Yes. Okay. As many will recall, the pair had a falling out in 2016 when Pitt allegedly grabbed him roughly on a private plane during an argument that involved raised voices and reportedly involved alcohol on Pitt's part. Days later, Angelina Jolie filed for divorce, and since then, the pair have been settling custody issues with the six kids. While Brad was cleared of wrongdoing after an investigation from the Department of Children's Services, uh, Pitt felt the need to get sober. Meanwhile, Maddox and Pitt have been estranged, and Maddox entered college in South Korea this fall. Uh, so I think this is great to see. You know, I mean, look, Brad Pitt's clearly on a on a resurgence. I mean, he's he's been in a good place for a while, but but since um, you know he was mostly producing movies, but this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with which both you and I love now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's um, we'll see how this uh, reinvigorates his acting. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's. You know, it's terrible that he, he let his temper get the best of him and he was boozing it and, and lash out at one of his kids. But the fact that he's trying to make good and he's, and he's, and he's winning awards, Brad. he's winning awards as well. <laughs> That's but a I good... mean, listen, to skip the BAFTA awards yeah. at the last second to go and 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 have a chance to reconnect with your son that's you know that shows that he's committed so I how selfish good. his son is yeah you <laughs> son of a bitch you think of me oh i'm coming over we're going to talk <laughs> i was winning a bathtub yep uh, Viola Davis is set to play first lady Michelle Obama in the Showtime series first ladies uh, this comes as Davis prepares to bid farewell to ABC's how to get away with murder this spring According to Showtime president Jana Winograd, uh, she said throughout our history, president's spouses have wielded remarkable influence not only on the nation's leaders but on the country itself. First ladies fits perfectly within the Showtime wheelhouse of drama and politics, revealing how much personal relationships impact both domestic and global events. And having Viola Davis play Michelle Obama is a dream come true. So will there be multiple first ladies examined? I would imagine it's called First Ladies. Okay, because I'd heard that Louis Anderson's going to play Martha Washington. Oh, no. uh, that might work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Are the British that bad? <laughs> I think Viola Davis is pretty sexy. I do, too. Um, there is a movie called Widows, though, uh, where sh- her husband is Liam... Uh, Neeson? Neeson. I was going to say Gallagher. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Um... From Oasis. Yeah, from Oasis. <laughs> what, what the hell am I doing in this movie? I'm not an actor. Uh, Why are you named after a musical instrument? So, so real quick, in the beginning of the movie, they're they're a married couple. And it's weird uh, because they're making out. And he is, like, kissing her, like, all weird. Like, he, like, puts his lips, like, over her lips. and he's like, Over her whole face? <laughs> it's weird. It is, it's weird. It, it is kiss you in a way you've never been kissed before. I have a specific set of kissing skills. You might begin to suffocate. Our safe word is kilbasa. 
I think, okay, so that reminds me okay. of Top Secret, when she goes, kiss me like you never kissed anyone <laughs> no, before. No, that's Hot Shots. Is that Hot that's Shots? That's Hot Shots. And he goes over her nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a great bit. Yes. That is a great it, bit. Look at, like, yeah. yeah watch, watch All right, we're watching the video in the studio now, and yeah. He, he's, he's eating her face. Yeah. He's eating her lips. He's, that's a big, <laughs> I hope you don't mind, I didn't have lunch. Do you think, like, as they're acting, she's thinking, like, stop this. Stop what the freak is this guy doing? This guy oh is sucking my nose. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a weird scene, Case. You're right. Uh-huh. Or maybe he says, I'm going to kiss you very strangely yeah. before they do the scene. I don't I'm going to kiss your strange. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to kiss your strange? <laughs> I'm going to get some strange. Right, so you put your head <laughs> by my feet. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, she's and then we call this a 96. She, <laughs> a 96. Well, the metric system. <laughs> Viola Davis is going to be playing Michelle Obama in First Ladies, by the way. And so. Louis Anderson playing Martha Washington. Correct. Uh, Ryan Guzman, an actor. I really don't know who he is. Um, I know him. Okay. I don't, I can't name off the top of my head what he's been in, but, um, he uh, looks a lot like Ryan Guzman. He took, oh, yeah. He took to social media to share his son Mateo's recent health scare. He said, I've been through some scary events in my life, but none scarier than coming home after work and seeing your fiancé rush to your son's room to find out that he can barely breathe. Ah. Uh, he said that uh, he was wheezing, coughing, uh, giving you your worst nightmare. He said the incredible EMTs uh, kept him and his fiancé, Christy, uh, calm during the hectic period. So I don't really know much about him, but apparently that occurred and uh, the, the kid is doing better. So that's a good thing. I have to imagine you freak the F out, anything like that, with, you know, it's your kid. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, when when Carter was uh, choking yeah. on the steak, it was uh, very, 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 very scary. So, Kim Kardashian, uh, speaking of your child and, and uh, maybe injuries, daughter Chicago is on the mend after a major fall apparently took place. Chicago! Uh, yeah. Chicago! Uh, Kardashian told Good Morning America, uh, and or she was on Good Morning America, and revealed that uh, Shy has a big scar on her cheek after falling out of her high chair during breakfast and cutting her whole face, she said. Uh, we as, saw pictures of that house. What could she possibly hit? Yeah, what she just, there's nothing in it. There's nothing in there to cut yourself well, on. Well, she's a little bit older, though, though right? She's 16. Shy is two. Oh, she's only two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as an entrepreneur and a mom of four, things get pretty hectic, she said. Uh, and this is me quoting her. The whole day is chaotic, but I'm very, I'm very micromanaged. Uh, so, I get up at like 540 in the gym by 6, done by 7. The kids wake up. I get them up at 705, oh breakfast God. at 730, out the door by 755. Oh, my God. I know. How does she do it? Not- she's just like us. Yeah. <laughs> What a, what a champion. I'll uh-huh. tell you, I listen. <laughs> she does things that only, I don't know, millions of other mothers do every goddamn day. What, do you want a badge for that? That's a lot of discipline. It is. To I wake mean, up and conduct your life? To wake up. To wake up and get going and, and, and work out I hate before it. 6 a.m.? Wow. Yeah. Casey's defending a Kardashian. That's it. That's That's as far as I go. <laughs> listen, to anybody that actually gets up and works out before work, like... 
Dude, I, I, if we didn't come to work I, no, I at the hour that we come in, I, if, if my work day started at like 8 a.m. or something yeah. like that, I would absolutely get yeah. up and work out before work. I would do that in a heart. Me On too. the weekend, I do it both days. Yeah, so, so that's, it yes. ain't that yeah. big of a stretch. I just don't want to wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning to work out. Exactly. <laughs> I tried, listen, when I when I was training for, uh, I think, a brown belt at that yeah. time, and the, the, uh, the, the test is like this ridiculous 12-hour thing over two days. Anyway, I decided, okay, I got to get myself, I got to be ready to go. Kardashian shape. I tried two times to get up before work and work out. (laughs) What a mistake, man. Because I got up at like 2.50 a.m. Yes. Go and try and knock out a workout in the morning. That's ridiculous. Your body can't do that. But if I I had a regular 9 to 5, yeah, I'd get up and work out before work. So... Kim, it's not that hard, case. And Kim has a regular nine to five. She's <laughs> following the method that Matt Cowper uses. Yeah. <laughs> Workout gym, product in the bathroom. Uh, another day, another Jessica Simpson bombshell. In her aptly titled memoir, Open Book, she has divulged addiction issues and stories of sexual abuse from her childhood. And then on the Dr. Oz show, we have a chance for you to win $500 Ooh. at 930 on the Dr. Oz show. Uh, the 39-year-old shared her major regret in marrying Nick Lachey. That's got to make him feel good. Well, this was her her major regret. It was, I wish I would have signed a prenup. Uh, she said, the funny thing is that Nick wanted me to sign a prenup, but I was so offended. And I'm like, but we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. We're saying our vows to God and in front of all of our family and friends. This is never going to end. And we didn't sign a prenup. And so it was her right. She wishes she would have done that. I don't know what her commitments are because Up they, did, they mm-hmm. didn't sign a prenup. Uh, I don't know why she regrets it. I, I mean, they both had her first real. They both had successful singing careers. Yeah, she was the bigger star at that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she probably well, had more. Was she? Not by a ridiculous no. amount. Not by she much. Was, but she was a bigger star. Yeah. And, and then they, they obviously were making the money off this series, which lasted, what, two seasons? Maybe, maybe a little uh, yeah, more, something like that. Yeah, I remember we we were all over it when it first. It was one of the first of those yeah. quasi reality shows. Well, it was yeah. likable. They yeah. were both yeah. likable. They were both, yeah, and yeah. she said some really dumb things. Yeah. it was like totally. Yeah, chicken in chicken the sea. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that was one of the best. Uh, so she regrets that. Uh, what else we have here for you? Uh, Lionsgate um, Spiral is a uh, film. Uh, it's directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, and it will star Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. And apparently it's a reboot of Saw. Really? Yes. And mm. it's called Spiral. Uh, and it's going to hit theaters May 15th. I don't know anything about it other than just what I've told you, Ann. Um, it's great. Um, it just it kind of starts off like you think it's like going to be this buddy cop movie. And then it gets like real dark real quick. Okay. So. But it, apparently, it's some kind of a reboot of Saw, which yeah. is interesting. All right, it, let's see how. how yeah. I mean, how many? What there were six Saw movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the trailer basically ends with um, Chris Rock uh, handcuffed up against the uh, a pipe with a with a saw in his hand, and he's saying, "Okay, can I get one rib? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to saw it out of you." <laughs> Uh, the Leah Schreiber-led Ray Donovan has been canceled after seven seasons on Showtime. Wow, so many people love that series. Yeah, I never could get into it. I watched a little bit of it. I yeah. knew it was great, but I knew I didn't have the time for it. Right. 
And I'm not uh, a busy man who can't eat flat uh, pancakes, Preston. And I, I love him. I think he's great. Uh, but I just never could get into the show. Uh, this news comes as Showtime bids goodbye to Homeland after eight seasons. Dude, that's a great show. And as Shameless will finish its run. Kathy, are you uh, all you know caught what? up on that? Nope. I'm, I'm doing the latest season now. I actually, I'm, I'm only on like episode two. Okay. So they're making way for a whole bunch of new series. Uh, yes, you would assume, correct. right? Correct. Yeah, you would think so. After seven seasons, it's too bad it can't go out on its own terms. You know, like if you made yeah. it this far, if you're Ray Donovan, you know, why not just wrap it up on your own yeah. instead of being canceled? I'd love yeah. to see them get off the island. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was a we're different waiting show. for that. It's a different <laughs> show. All right, and then one last thing, and I normally don't end with a death, but we're going to do things differently today. The co-creator of MASH, Gene Reynolds, has died at uh, 96 years old. Legendary producer. Also served as the president of the Directors Guild of America for four years. Yes. Uh, starting in 1993. In addition to producing MASH, he directed and wrote several episodes. What I don't have are his other credits, Steve. Are there other things that we would know of, or is it yes, mainly MASH? Yes, yes. Uh, n- none that I can list off the top of my head, but he was a mainstay in producing TV series um, over the decades and uh, had a hand, as you said, whether it be in directing or, or writing. And did producing. Lou Grant as well, Steve. Lou okay. Grant. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, sad news, but uh, 93, 96 years old, lived a full life. He wrote most of the scripts for Small Wonder, which is wow. uh, an amazing accomplishment mm-hmm. that you write all of that material. Joggernaut. High points and low points. Uh, let's go to the clips. In the new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the police officers in the 99th Precinct deal with a new personnel change. In this clip, Andy Samberg explains how the characters are dealing with that change. We uh, put together a a crack suicide squad team to take down Commissioner Kelly. It seems to go off without a hitch, but then in the 11th hour, there's a Madeline Wunsch, I guess, quadruple cross, (laughs) which leaves Captain Raymond Holt demoted to a traffic cop. Yeah! Uh, the season premiere, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, airs tonight. It's at 8 o'clock on NBC. Is that Kira Sedgwick? So Kira Sedgwick, you watch it, Casey. Yeah. She's the nemesis. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So in this, there's this ongoing battle back and forth. The show is hilarious. Okay. Let's go to the next clip. Even though Big Bang Theory has come to an end, fans continue to watch the development of theoretical physicist uh, Sheldon Cooper. Uh, in Young Sheldon. And in this clip, Ian Armitage talks about working with Jim Parsons to master the, quote, Sheldon voice. We got to work on the Sheldon voice, which is, I can kind of switch it on every now and then. Kinetic energy equals one-half mass times velocity squared. But you already knew that, didn't you? Shut the <laughs> f*** up! Uh, new episode of Young Sheldon airs tonight at 8, and that's on CBS, by the way. The kid has some, uh, just as his uh, older counterpart did on Big Bang Theory, some intense dialogue. Oh, I'll bet, yeah. And there you go, your entertainment report for today, friends. Uh, let's see. We are going to have Tom Pop on the program this yeah. morning. Tom Pop is great. Uh, he has a new Netflix uh, comedy special, and we'll check in with him in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we're also going to give away the 500 bucks with the Dr. Oz question. We'll do that around uh, 9.30-ish. Uh, but in the meantime, we have uh, some movie passes for Sonic the Hedgehog. We have a screening on Saturday, 10 a.m. Now, this will be at the Regal UA Riverview Plaza. That's on Columbus Boulevard. And I can take five callers right now and put you in the theater for that show, 10 a.m. on Saturday. 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and give us a call. And don't forget that Sonic the Hedgehog hits theaters nationwide February 14th. Rated PG. Or rated PG, actually. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
Uh, we started to chat a little bit off air, and sometimes what we'll talk about off air bleeds onto the radio. <laughs> um, so Casey brought up, I would mentioned in the, the entertainment uh, report a moment ago that Viola Davis is going to be playing Michelle, Michelle Obama in this show called uh, First Ladies. And Casey was remarking on her being an attractive woman and being in a scene with Liam Neeson. Where, what do you remember? What movie it was? Yeah, it's called Widows. Widows, and they're making out, and he is his entire mouth goes over all of her top and bottom lips. I yeah. mean, like like he's trying Eating to take him. all her lips in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which you were right, Case. It looked really weird. Looked yeah. a, a, a tad bit odd. So we started talking about kissing in general, off air, and uh, you know how it's kissing is wonderful. It's great, but every now and then, you know, in, in your dating phase, if you're going through that now, and you're you know uh, end up kissing different people from time to time, everybody's got their own little technique. Yes, uh, and sometimes it can be weird, and that can be. Probably not for long. Someone who is a bad kisser, sure. And it's uh, it's like, and, and then when it's happening, you're like, "Is this this is wrong? Yeah, does <laughs> she really do right. it like yeah. this?" Yeah, I, I remember it. I said off air about um, the, the the mechanism in that first kiss, and you said you clearly remembered your first kiss oh, as yeah. do I. Yeah, and um, and it's it's a magical thing. Oh my god! What I think is an interesting step is the first French kiss. Yes, oh, man. because <laughs> um, you know it's a it's a penetrative, as I'm trying to say, uh, act with your tongue. But uh, the question is, once inside, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> do you lick the teeth? Oh, God. The upper part of the mouth? <laughs> do you have a tongue wrestling match? Right. Right. So so right, that, right, right, that right, right, right. bad part's never spelled out. It's always told, well, it's French kissing. You put your tongue in their mouth. Yeah. Okay. Now what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, you're right. I don't think anybody really told me. No. I remember, I clearly remember my first French kiss. Pam Webb uh, in the Coach Light skating rink parking lot. Wow. Uh, underneath a uh, a semi-tractor trailer that was parked in the, in the parking lot. Under the actual trailer part? The trailer the part, ca- not, not the cab. <laughs> it was under the trailer. <laughs> And I was nervous leading up to that. Oh, my God. And was the intent? Was, did you say, yes. I'm going for French kiss We tonight. knew we were going to do oh, this. Oh, all right. So it was kind of planned. Yeah. Uh, because I was kind of semi-dating her. She was this girl I saw at the skating ring from time to time. And uh, so we kind of planned it, and we did it, and it was great. Um, but the time before that, my first actual lip lock uh, took place like a year before that, and that was in a tree house. Man, and I forgot the girl's name. Oh, my God. Really? It was, it was in a tree house. We were doing a sleepover at my, my friend uh, Jimmy's house. We were in fifth grade. Okay. And uh, and we were playing Truth or Dare. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And even though it wasn't a romantic kiss, it was still technically my first kiss. How long? And I was, like, the next day I was walking on clouds, man. It's blissful. How long between that kiss and your French kiss? It was probably, like, a year, I think. A year. Yeah. yeah, seems, yeah somewhere in that yeah. range, yeah. I ran into my first, my kiss kiss, not the first French kiss. Um, I ran into her later in life. It's great to see you, Nick. Not Gene Simmons. No. It was Jenny Hunter, Steve. Oh, okay. And uh, I had a huge crush on her in fourth grade. So in fourth grade, it's not 
like, uh, you know, adolescent love or, or there's not even any hormones. You're it's going to some, the mechanics. Totally, yeah. But yeah. I remember having a crush on her. I ran into her in my mid to late 20s and I got nervous seeing her again. <laughs> really? I believe it. This many years later because, it, like, this is the first person Aww. I ever had any in a romantic feelings for whatsoever. And and I ran into her in a hotel in Philadelphia and I was like, oh, my God. I, Sugar I, teas. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> There's a, there's a great line from Stephen King in the movie Hearts in or in the, in the the book Hearts in Atlantis where uh, there's this girl uh, something Gerber anyway uh, she she has a, her first kiss and he calls it the kiss by which all other kisses will be measured yeah, yeah. It's, it's true it's, so awesome. it's true yeah, yeah. hopefully uh, you get a good one if it's your first yep. yeah I didn't care for my first French kiss with a girl by the way uh, with a girl <laughs> I, I, I I was I was not going to go there <laughs> uh, but she did a lot of. Um, there was like, like it, it was like a like a vacuum cleaner almost. There was a, a lot of like, uh, <laughs> she didn't know, like sucking in. But I mean, we were kids. Yeah. I mean, we were yeah. like, but Casey, kids, that goes kids. that goes like, to the lack of. So they and all of the things when you're getting that those initial instructions about kissing and practicing on a pillow or whatever the hell. Okay, now what? So that's why I go back to like the, the French kiss. You know, I'm like. <laughs> What now? Well, you know, and how right. long do you keep at it? What would you What would you tell someone now listening right now that's yes. maybe a teenager oh. that has oh. never kissed, uh, had a, a, an open mouth French kiss before? What it What do they do? Cover pace, your teeth with your lips. Pace like, yourself. Yeah. Cover your teeth with your Dude, lips. Dude, listen, I I I, 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 did, cake you. Yeah. I dated somebody. <laughs> Don't kick me back. Give Papa some sugar. Dude, I dated somebody who was a uh, like a pretty terrible kisser, and and her teeth got. Like I, you're, I'm like I'm, I'm not. Su- make you I'm not so supposed good. to feel your teeth at all, ever. Well, during, unless you're biting me. Like, well, then you describe what would you yeah. what would you say your description to someone on how to execute a a, a, a a person executing their first French open mouth French kiss? How what would you say is? I a, would say the key is soften up your tongue. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it shouldn't be an an invasive dart from hell, and yeah. don't try to open your mouth too wide. Right. Think of as opposed to going ah like that, uh, more like uh, you know. Yeah. The shape of your mouth. And Casey, you're right. Soften, yeah. soften your tongue. Try don't don't stick it out too firmly. And yeah. I say that your your you both of your tongues should be dancing a sensuous sensual a lambada yeah. uh, lambada. Yeah. And don't go <laughs> like that. It's more like la la. No, you save that la. for down. Below yeah, the... there's time for that yeah, later. That's in comes fact, later. You don't want to get a cramp. Yeah. Yeah. at the beginning, you don't... want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soft I'm, play, I'm playing hurt, Coach. <laughs> uh, let me ask you guys you a question that I probably know the answer to, but I don't believe you uh, who's the best kisser that you've ever kissed why don't what how, because they're everyone's gonna say their wives right you're obligated uh, to say yeah, your yeah, wife. yeah but yeah. I, but that was besides your wife but honestly that yeah. would be accurate yeah um it depends well yeah i know yeah. yeah but it depends on where you are in life i think okay i mean when you're horn dogging in 20 mm-hmm. uh i remember a gal who kissed very aggressively and it was wild i was like whoa and man. you like that well, at that time, you okay. know, I wouldn't want. Now I'd be like, "Could you please stop doing that?" Stop doing you know that. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but at the time, I remember being very excited by how this gal kissed, and it was odd. And Cassie, this is really going to gross you out. <laughs> Probably. But she started running her tongue up between my teeth and gums. I remember yes. you telling us, and this. I was like, "Well, that's weird." She's uh-huh. flossing and, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "It's also very aggressive and very hot." Odd thing was, I never slept with that girl. No? Yeah, yeah, but... However, you had your best dental checkups while you were dating her. Ever. Yeah. Ever. No cavities. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? 
There's no <laughs> plaque at all. I tell you what, ever since I started dating you, no cavities. Wait a minute, Nick, is that your first kiss? That's my first She's kiss. She's gorgeous. Yeah, so thank you to listener Katie who uh, wow. found her on Facebook and sent her to me. Uh, but I'm feeling like uh, I have the feels right now. Uh, yeah, like uh, my heart is actually racing a little bit seeing this girl. That it was... that girl's like four years old. No, uh, the mom. No, 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 no the mom. The, that's the daughter. <laughs> you know what? Though, dude? Sorry, Nick. I, uh, I don't know why. Her, her daughter looks picture. Her daughter looks like just like she did when okay. she was in elementary school. Yeah. Wow, man. I didn't mean to. I, I, it's okay. of course it would be the older woman. I don't also, know. Yeah. a cute family. Yeah. Uh, hang on. We have Sorry. Su- we have kissing <laughs> suggestions. I'm going to go to Steve O. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Preston, Kathy, <laughs> Casey, Nick. Hello. Hello, everybody. That is he, that is his Jose. You? That's a great Jose impression. All right. So, uh, what's your your so, technique? Uh, yeah. So I I just remember mine many many years ago, and this is with a girl, mind you. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the technique that uh, someone had passed along to me was put a piece of candy in your mouth, and I remember using a Jolly Rancher, and. All we did was once we started, we just opened our mouth and we just were passing along the Jolly Rancher. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, tongue to you know pass back and forth. And as you were doing that, you are a lot more relaxed. We use chicken nuggets. Yeah. You know, you know what the funny part about that is, though, <laughs> no, Steve. You if you were to, if you guys weren't kissing and you were to take the Jolly Rancher out of your mouth and put it into her, <laughs> now take your pants up so I can lick your butt. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that right. funny Thanks, that man. that rolling context of of uh, physical encounter? Ew! Uh-huh. And then a half hour later, yeah, you're going places the proctologist hasn't been. <laughs> exactly, it's just the nature of it. Uh, let me go to Jim, who wants to talk about a first kiss. Hey, Jim. Uh, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I just want to let you know, man, 15 years ago, me and my wife went out on our first date. I'm sitting in the car. I'm nervous. I'm sweat, you know, a little sweaty, apprehensive. <laughs> she looks at me. She said, are you going to kiss me or what? Looked at her. I said, huh? She's like, I'm not sticking with a guy that can't kiss. Boy, talk about some pressure. Yeah. So yeah. how did you do? Obviously, well enough to keep it together for 15 years. 15 years. I must have did something right. What, <laughs> now, so what's your what's your uh, what's your methodology? Are you a French kissing guy? Are you slow and methodic? Are you aggressive like the the uh, girl Preston was describing? Well, uh, 15 years ago, I was in my early 20s, so I was giving it giving it giving it all. Okay, I went in. <laughs> he went in. <laughs> then I sat on her face. <laughs> right, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Well, I'm wondering. <laughs> I just thought of this. I'm wondering if uh, if there's anyone listening uh, that is an adult that has never kissed anybody before. Like oh. the Drew Barrymore movie, right? Over 18 years old. Or has that never, never that, been kissed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like an older. Yeah, okay. Yeah, an somebody adult. who's an adult. Who, who, by the law, is an adult who's never kissed anyone. Because I remember when that movie Never Been Kissed came out, we were like, no. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, Oh, oh, I'm I don't sure know. there's people. Yeah. Well, look, like the four-year-old Nick was making out with. Stop no, no, no. it! <laughs> the uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the likelihood seems nominal, but perhaps there is. Sure, you sure. know. And if so, I'd like to hear from you. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if there's anybody who's never actually like that movie, never been kissed. Okay, uh, before what if it's a... maybe we could help out with that. All yeah. right, Kathy. If it's a boy, will you uh, give them their first kiss? 
No. No, I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah, of course, you, and you, you, I'm sure you expected to go, oh, absolutely. Uh, no, but we probably have someone who would say, oh, absolutely, right? We could find someone, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, well, you already wo- have someone in mind? No, someone who works here. Oh, my God. I don't, no? think, I don't think Bill's into it. Oh, all right. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Well, no, we don't. We, didn't ask him. we haven't asked him. Um, we haven't asked him. All right, yet. now I'm going to rack my tongue across your upper teeth, <laughs> and I'm going to dart in between them. I'll get any sort of uh, food particles out. Yeah, don't say no before you ask. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Come on. Uh, let me go to some other calls. How does it feel? How does it feel? I'm going to. He's exactly. That was good. A plus. And then he could critique you afterwards <laughs> as he does that with our show. You should have used day. a breath med. I'm giving you a C minus. Right. <laughs> Amy, you are on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Is this the Gary Lauer Power Hour? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I tried to think about tea, tea face tea. It's all right. Well, no wonder you she's sweet tea. It's all Gary. It's all Gary. You know why he stutters? Because he doesn't. He, I What's up, seat? All right, baby. Amy, what's your story? So. My first kiss was with a twin, and it was an amazing French kiss for the first kiss, and he was great, Kurt. And then the next guy I dated was his twin brother, and his name was Chris, and he was the worst kisser ever. That kind of held through a lot of high school. That was in grade school. Of course, my husband is the best kisser ever because he's right here next to me. Of course. (laughs) But he didn't mind you doing having a threesome with those twins? Um, no. <laughs> did you tell Did you tell the second twin that he sucked? No. But you know what? Yeah, Listen, I... <laughs> the husband is chiming in. Yes, of course. So yeah. I broke up with... He's always chiming in. I broke up with Chris through the summer and before high school, and I couldn't tell him it was because he was a horrible kisser. I kissed him the first day we dated, and after that, I didn't kiss him again. Yeah, wow. man. I, honestly, it's it's a critical, I think, a stepping point. And there are a lot of women who would say over over full that that level of intimacy is the most cherished part of of uh, you know physical contact. It certainly can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if men are more inclined to stick with a woman who's not a good kisser than a woman to stick with a man who's not a good kisser. Mm. Why? I, you know, because um, uh, there's other things. Yeah, like oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I I know what you're saying, Case. Probably, yeah. or even every every any combination therein. Yeah. You know, what, uh, man, man, girl, girl. You know, who knows what, what? What? And I wonder if it. Changes, you know. I'm, I'm sure. Well, they listen. It's, it's it's a broad tapestry. Do you remember there. years and years ago, Steve, where you were hosting a uh, bachelor auction and I was up for auction? Yes. The girl who bought me, uh, I didn't. You know, I we went to a Ricky Martin concert. She started kissing me in the middle of the concert. Oh, I, re- I remember this. Yeah, she was an amazing kisser, I, and I had like no clue that like it was even headed in that direction. I was like, hey, we're going to this Ricky Martin concert. We're going to have a good time, and then then that's that. And then next thing I know, we're making out in the middle of this concert. Did and I was other like, things happen, too? Uh, yeah, it, it, they did. I remember this story. <laughs> they did. You, you, uh, you compared your stamp collections. Uh, yeah. And with your sh- penis out. Right at the, right at the concert. <laughs> Here, like this. Uh, uh, I was just talking about kissing. Uh, let me go to Amy. Hi, Amy. You're on the air. Good morning. Amy? I guess we lost her. It says here, your brother is a 24-year-old Marine in North Carolina who's never been kissed before. Oh, that's me. Oh, is your name Amy? Laura. Laura. (laughs) So close. Oh, my God. Hey, Laura, how you doing? (laughs) Do you spell that A-M-Y? Yeah. I could be Amy, though. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, so what's the story with your brother? 
So he's my cousin, um, and he's <laughs> Is he a Marine in our <laughs> army? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. My right. whole story here. Go, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, Laura. No, you're fine. So um, my cousin stayed with us for uh, Christmas break. He's a stationed Marine, and he stayed with us for a whole month. Um, so I was getting to know him, and I find out he's a virgin, and I'm like, what? Really? Like, you're a young, good-looking Marine and, the, like, in really good shape. I can't believe it. And then we get to talking, and, like, nothing has ever happened. He's never been kissed. No, nothing. And wow. He's, and he's good-looking? I mean, he's, yeah. he He's in great shape. He's, like, uh, you know, well, wonderful Marine shape. Is he gay? He is, hair. But even still, yeah. that wouldn't matter. I mean, the, the, the process is still the same. So, so um, my question, so, okay. What's the problem? So is it is it something because he's I would say this a lot of people tend to like uh, yeah oh my god but it, it hey it, it when it happens it, it should be a wonderful thing you know and, and and that that's something to look forward to what's his mindset on it it does he feel like he's a, a bit of a misanthrope because of it or does he feel like he's waiting and this is his methodology about how he wants to move forward I have no idea I was asking him because we have I have two young kids and. He was being so cute with them, so I was like, "Oh, do you, you know, you want to get married and have kids?" And he was like, "Oh, no, absolutely not." All right. So, I don't know. I think he's just like the loner, like video gamer person. But I, I couldn't believe it because I feel like he's a like a good looking guy yeah. who. So, well, you know he, what? He's now he's now a sergeant <laughs> in the Marines, and he's like never done anything. Well, Laura, can, bad for talking about him right now, but <laughs> Laura, uh, can I call you Amy? Uh, no, no, Laura. Um, sure. yeah. is, so, is it? Do you just sense, so you're saying it's just not important to him? I think so. Okay. But, um, I see him, like, Facebook chatting, the, you know, the same girl. That's why I was asking all of the mm. personal questions, because he's, like, chatting away with this one girl, and uh, he was supposed to meet up with her, and she ditched him. I, I, oh, <laughs> he, wait. he went to um, take her to Longwood Gardens for Christmas, and, uh, and he left her there. all the way there. Mm. Yep, and he... She didn't show up. Oh! No. And he's a Marine. He can find her. All right. Maybe I'll make out. Uh, oh, that's terrible. He's in really good shape? Okay. All right. Yeah. Is he is he coming back in town anytime soon? Um, He's going to... I don't know. He he said he might be getting deployed. He just got um advanced to sergeant, so he's doing so well. Yeah. Um, Do you think you could convince him to desert? Mm-hmm. For a contest, for a radio contest, that'd be. Uh... <laughs> I know. I should hook him up with. Uh, with Gabby. All right. Well, thank you, Laura. We appreciate the call. Thanks. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. All right. I, I want to. Love Longwood Gardens. Let me go. <laughs> I just. Oh my God! I just made out with a marine Longwood Gardens <laughs> in the Vesuvius. He was in great shape. <laughs> uh, like, lots of crunches. Uh, let me go to Stacy because Stacy has never been kissed before. Hi, Stacy. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hey, how old are you, Stacy? Twenty-one. Twenty-one years old and never been kissed. Why is that? I don't know. I've just never gotten around to it. Do you know something with that, Stacy? When you are, I remember. Now I was, I was young when I had my first kiss. Yeah. You know, because I was sort of dared into it at a birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> and that happens. And, a lot. and that yeah. happens. Yeah, but but I mean, um, I'm sure you know there uh, people are just. I don't know why it hasn't happened, and, and and you know I think you're probably now that I'm I'm hearing, you know Preston, we were talking about this marine and this sort of situation. 
it's probably more common than I was initially thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. sometimes things get away from you and you... Well, I'll tell you what, I was like a, a late bloomer. I, I I had my my first kiss later than all of my friends. So And, and I remember, um, I still That's remember. Stop it. Stop, oh, it. stop it. Stop it. Let me talk. All right, sorry. So I remember then being scared because I was the last person. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know if I was going to do it right. Do you sort of feel that way, Stacey? Uh, sure, a little bit. I figure it'll just happen eventually when it happens. So. I, I think you're right. And honestly, if you... If you want to get kissed. How about this, Stacy? How about we we facilitate your very first kiss ever? We do it here in our studio on Valentine's Day. Next Friday. Oh. Next Friday. Would you be interested in coming in? I mean, it, granted, if it's the right person you get to kiss. Yeah, you know? we have a guy who's got no teeth. Yeah. Uh, no, I guarantee you we can here here's what could happen. We could either we could either find find another guy who's never been kissed before and you guys could share this thing together, or I'm sure we could wrangle a really good looking dude. Yeah, we absolutely okay. you'd be you'd, yeah. you'd be down with that? Sure, why not? Well, hang on a second. We'll get your information, okay, Stacy? Well, let's do that. Yep. Let's make it we'll make it rom- romantic for Stacy. I think that's special. Right? Yeah. I think that sometimes what happens is you might be like a late bloomer like Kathy was, and for whatever reason, or maybe you were nervous, and then it gets to turn yeah. into embarrassment. Yes, yes. And then you just get, as you age, it gets worse. The embarrassment gets worse and worse, and you keep putting it off, and you don't want to do it because you don't want to admit it. And then I think you you're, have a fear of doing it wrong. I think you're spot on with that, and I think know? that's exactly a progression. But I, if you're out there and you're thinking that, you're, I, then I would say you're probably one of many yeah. who have the same sort of scenario. There's nothing wrong. And as Stacy was saying, she just feels it'll happen at its right time. And that's probably the case. In her case, the right time's going to be next Friday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's see if there's some other people that, uh, that if we could get a collective in here of people to share their first kiss on Valentine's Day, I think that'd be pretty damn special. You know, that's just such a sweet, innocent part of a, of a budding relationship, and it really deserves an audience. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's so intimate. <laughs> that it really deserves yeah. a huge audience. I'm going to go to Brandy uh, and see what she has to say. Hey, Brandy, good morning. Good morning. All right, Brandy, is it you that's never been kissed before? No, my friend was never. She was 21 also, and she had never been kissed before. So the summer going into senior year of college, we were all at a bar, and she told us that she'd never been kissed. So me and my friends were going around asking guys if they would give her her first kiss, and we finally found a guy who would, and he kissed her, and it was the most awkward first kiss I've ever watched. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> what What happened? It was just, I don't even know. She got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> about it at this point and everyone was watching and it was just very awkward it's very easy to screw up a first kiss it is um, I, 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 debbie foley was my first kiss and that was at that birthday party and you know i was uh the the, the father was basically almost like a like a quasi neighborhood pimp come on so i want to get a picture of my daughter uh, getting her first kiss i'm like uh, oh, okay wow. Harvey oh, Weinstein. God. and uh and so i uh, uh i we were like six seven years old I forgot what uh, what book I was reading recently, but there was a story in it of uh, having the first kiss, and they they both messed it up. They both it was their, yeah. each one of theirs first kiss, and it it you know they were both embarrassed by it, and they were like, let's try this again. And the second time, they nailed it. You know, it's almost like the uh, the first sex encounter in Forty Year Old Virgin. 
Yes. Let's do that again. No. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. and then they go into the uh, yeah, age yeah. of Aquarius after that. Yeah. Mine was in front of like a full party. And I think there was like, I'm pretty sure everyone at the party knew that. You it was know. a libertarian party. <laughs> no, but like. But it was yeah. a kissing party, right? Well, no, but but it was sort of like it because I remember I was leaving the party and I had to say bye to the, the guy that I was dating. Dating, by the way, and I oh. never kissed anybody. Um, right. and you had, not, you had so, not kissed him at this point. No, no. Oh. And so it was like, and it was in front of the whole party. And I remember. I remember leaving and everyone was like, oh, she did it. <laughs> oh my but God, it- that was wonderful. <laughs> That's nerve-wracking, though, and man. And that is also the last time. <laughs> no, Nick, it was so... Wow! <laughs> That's the most intense I've ever heard. Yeah, get off the list. <laughs> Nick, it was so nerve-wracking, but I remember after it was over, I was like, that was it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it Just wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Really? You were totally underwhelmed, Kathy? Not underwhelmed. Just, like, what was... Why were you so you nervous? Built it up so why much. were you so embarrassed? Like, yeah, yeah like, what, big deal. So you just kissed somebody. Great. I think the scenario, Kathy, that Preston laid out of that, and again, it's, oh my God, this, it's such a such a, a fertile ground for thinking I'm the only one, or what's wrong with me, and you're, there's nothing wrong. You know, it, it just, it starts to become this thing, uh, as you describe the uh, the progression, Preston, well, now, now it seems weird to admit it, and but eventually, as, as Stacy pointed out, and I think this is right, it'll ha- it'll happen. I think it was like a uh, a bragging point for my mom. My daughter's eighteen; she'd never been kissed. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, look, we're getting a number of texts of people who are in that camp, right, Nick? I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. Some people are on the younger end, Nick. Uh, some people are giving their ages, some people aren't, and some people are comfortable with this as a part of their personality, and some people are a little embarrassed by it. So huh. uh, I, I understand every angle on it. You know, if it's something that you don't want to talk about or don't want to. Uh, have us be a part of your first kiss. That's understandable. But if you do, let us know because we can try and make this happen. I'm going to go to a couple of these calls, but real quick, our buddy Ra wants to talk about a strange kiss, and we love having Ra on. Hey, Ra, what's up, man? Wake up, Preston. <laughs> it's time to wake up, Preston. Today you're receiving your first kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I remember you talking about how like you you were liking a style of kiss that a woman gave you at a certain time and age in your life you know and now it would be kind of gross yeah well when i was i was kissing this girl and then she started to like lick my mouth and my face and, whatnot. <laughs> and at the time i was like that's hot you know like yeah she had like a large tongue and full lips and all types of other stuff but like if you can't kiss that's a deal breaker dude i can't i can't um deal okay. with those. no and i i i agree and also not not just uh raw the 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 full-blown okay we're we're leading to something kiss but just a a wonderful sweet you know uh hey how are you kiss it, it, it's right. all important you but know plus when before you you know you get to whatever home base is what you know how you call the home base if you can't if kissing is not exciting then that's a problem if you guys can't sit in the car or whatever or sit you know, in the park or sit in the movies and kiss for a long period of time. It's it's to me that's 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 you know. That's no, you you're right. Eventually, if, <laughs> I think it Roz is a, a therapist. But we have all had the bright red chin and mouth from <laughs> oh, super long makeup sessions. Too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You get chafed after a yeah. while. Ra, I have a non-kissing uh, question to ask you. Did you ever ha- did you ever record that rap that you did for us at the Preston and Steve Blacklist to sit around that one time? It was awesome. No, I'm, I'm still I, I'm working on it, man. I know it's sad. that's why I didn't reveal it because I got to get it done. I don't want to reveal it anymore. But we're gonna get that done. Well, right. Like like I your first hear. kiss, take your time. <laughs> that's right. Make it right. <laughs> yeah. it's getting done. It's getting done before uh, spring. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, All right. Ra. Take care, bro. Right, we'll All see right. you. All right. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to. All right, you want somebody who's uh, 
Never been kissed? Yeah. I'm going to go to Bianca. Hi, Bianca. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Bianca. How old are you? I'm 18 years old. 18 years old. You still in high school? No, I'm in college actually. I'm in the parking lot. Okay, college now, and you've you've never kissed anyone. Never. never. Why do you think that is? Um, I think I never really found like a person. Really. Yeah. No, that's is anything we're saying resonating with you? That you know that what Preston said before about just um, you know, you you you, it doesn't happen, and then you kind of just sort of fall into a space where you're okay. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Is it is, is it something that you're wanting to do? Um. Or don't you care? I mean, it's kind of both. I mean, I want to, but at the same time, I'm so busy that I can't be bothered to care. Yeah. No, yeah. I understand that as well. So yeah, some people are, are asexual, a relationships, you know, just sure. aren't, aren't into it, and that's obviously fine and, and understandable. Uh, but some people haven't and want to, and I think those are probably the people we're looking to help more than uh, than the others. Yeah. Help, by the way, is a, is a vague. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It's a vague description of what, yeah. what we're looking to do. Help is code word. For no, us. it was yeah. because to me, help as, as a uh, as an as an adolescent, it was incredibly important. Right. It was right. something I longed for. Oh, you yeah. bet your I ass. I thought about it all the time. Yeah. You know, but there, I think there is a certain uh, age range where you are in these situations where you're basically kissing people that you wouldn't even want to kiss, but you're you're at quote unquote kissing parties. Spin the bottle, truth or dare, sure. blah, blah, prison. blah. And, and so you're like, okay, uh, prison, yeah. I don't want to kiss that guy. But that that is, you know, that if is. I want cigarettes, I there That is a certain age range. And then after you're out of that age range, then, uh, then the kiss really. Um, it's it, more of a relationship. It's more of a relationship. relationship. And then you are like, pick. So if you don't get that first quote unquote, uh, you know, kiss. Uh, during those little kissing party times, then you know it's it's on you to pick the person that you want to kiss. Right, right. Bianca, do you have, do you have any interest in uh, in coming by here on Valentine's Day and kissing someone for the first time? Um, I don't think my parents would be happy about that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, it's not a problem at all. No, no and, and and I think you know whatever it is, don't don't put undue stress on yourself and just you know whatever um, whatever happens happens. Just make you know if you can. You know, if there's some emotion there and there's a connection, that's really the right time. Well, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Bianca, have you had, like, a crush on anybody ever? Um, of course I have. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we wish you luck. And, You're going to do great. And, yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. And it's not that big of a deal. And, and don't be embarrassed by it either if that's in the back yeah. of your mind, too. So try not to let that uh, be something you dwell on, okay? Okay. Thank right. you. Thanks, no Bianca. Problem. We'll talk Aww. to you later. I am. <laughs> so cute. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to Aaron, who had a bad first kiss. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Hey, good morning. We wet. We wet. <laughs> yes. We wet. Dude, we so wet. We wet. All right, Aaron, what's your story, man? Hey, so I was in, uh, I was in high school. You know, every, every good story starts in high school. Um, I was dating this girl for about a year now, and we, we hadn't really, uh, you know, gone too serious. So I was like, Say, all right, th- this is the time I'm, I'm going to go for it. So we're in the, the like the three-minute period between classes, and it's right before the bell rings, so I know that I'm pressed for time. So already off to a good start because I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. You know, so I'm like, I got like three minutes to get this thing done. So I have her pinned up against the locker all romantic-like, you know, all, all suave and whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is it. Start sweating on my forehead. I'm like, all right, this time is nigh. So... 
I would. Nine. 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 So, so good. So like, the go only ahead. way to do the only way to do this is to just get it over. So I throw my face at her, and I end up I end up kissing her so hard that her head flies back and slams into the locker. Oh my god. <laughs> And I get so embarrassed that I just run away. Oh, no, <laughs> no! no! <laughs> I killed it! Oh, you poor <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. I, I, I've I had that. I didn't talk to her for the rest of the day. Oh. Did you guys patch things up, and did you kiss her again? Uh, yeah, you know, we had, um, it, it took a couple of days, and we had to make sure that there were no hard objects. All right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, what, what Aaron is saying reminds she agreed, me. She agreed to let me, she agreed to let me kiss her again as long as I duct taped pillows to the back. <laughs> yeah, probably a smart move. Oh, my God. Thanks, Aaron. You guys have all had the, the oh. teeth collision, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh my teeth. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That can hurt. Um, all right, well, listen, unfortunately, we got to take a break because I want to make sure we stay on time with Tom Papa's coming up in a little while. Yep. Um, I like this thing, Preston. I would, yeah, we, we have we have one taker. I have a feeling there might be more out there um, to maybe come by and do this. And I think it'd be a fun little romantic thing to do for Valentine's Day is have a first kiss on the air. And we will make it romantic. Sure, uh, absolutely. You know. I'm sure maybe we can even whip up some gold roses from Steven Singer or oh, something like that. Oh, we can totally like do that. Sure, we could do maybe that. even some more. You know, um, so you know, email us. I think it'd be the way to do that. Yes, um, let us know your story. Yeah, a description. Um, you know, obviously, we need to know that you're not four. Uh, you know, yeah, that you're, right. uh, and that, well, you have to be at least eighteen. You yeah, want to be yeah. an adult. Yeah, right? I'm just curious about an adult who's never kissed another person before, and, and maybe uh, on this Valentine's Day to facilitate that and get that moving. And who knows? Maybe here start a, a budding relationship. Yeah, you never know. We could. Uh, we could easily, uh, you know, pair people up who've never been kissed before, and, and maybe we can have some stunt kissers ready to go here. Some people who are very adept at kissing. There's mm-hmm. a great scene in Annie Hall, Preston, where uh, Annie uh, and uh, Woody Allen are walking along. Uh, the the They're on a first date, and he just kisses her. He says, there, we got that out of the way now. Oh, and, and, right. and, and that's sort of, you know... Uh, um, it's a good way to think of it. Marissa, Chris on line one, her stepdaughter has never been kissed before. is 18 years old. Maybe we can see if they if it's a way to get in touch. I also love in, um, in Goodwill Hunting... Yeah. Where they're, where they're eating, and yeah. she goes, you know, I know what you're thinking about, and why don't we just go ahead and get it out of the way now? Right, you know, It's right. not awkward, and we're trying to figure this out at the end I of the day. I was hoping to get good night laid. I <laughs> love that line. Yeah. You're hoping for a good night kiss. Well, I was hoping for a good night, get good night laid. <laughs> um, so anyhow, but it can be nerve-wracking. It can yeah. be it can be very, very nerve-wracking. Uh, but maybe we'll just take all that away. And we'll I'll see if happen. my wife is uh, cool with me doing this. All right, please okay, do. Cool. All right, not, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have some bizarre file stories that I cannot wait to share with you. And we'll do that in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturb. Robot. Tool. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. All right. We got some stories. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Final. 
right. I have some uh, things to pass along to you. We'll start with this one. It didn't take long for Jersey City police and firefighters responding to a car crash to determine the cause of this particular incident. The senior citizen behind the wheel never removed the club device that locks the steering (laughs) wheel in place before he took off and struck a gate in front of a home. Are those things still being used? This guy still uses one. Oh, my. Remember, they were all over the place. Yeah. The 74-year-old suffered facial injuries and was taken to a local hospital for treatment. Witnesses to the aftermath of the crash said the vehicle, a Pontiac Bonneville, was filled with items and debris and likened to a hoarding situation. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sure, I'll take it. We just have to go make rights everywhere we go. (laughs) Uh, The first responder arriving at the scene of the crash helped remove the man from the car and found the club was still in place. I hated those things. (laughs) Yeah. I had one for a brief period, and I was just a pain in the ass. Uh, The driver told police that he did not remember what happened at the time of the accident. I guess you don't need anti-theft devices like that anymore because the technology has come along. Honestly, take the engine out when you go inside. Made it easier, yeah. A first-of-its-kind sex doll shop has opened where customers can try out the silicone beauties before they buy, and it's open in Las Vegas. Is that like doubling up on a fleshlight? The Las Vegas sex dolls experience prides itself on boldly going where no one has gone before, but insists we are not a brothel. Yeah, right. The business offers clients the range of sex dolls and the chance to try them out before they commit at $150 per session. Oh, my God. They aim God to, how do they clean them? Uh, they aim to help customers, quote, create and interact an erotic atmosphere that is perfectly customized to each individual's taste. Do they modernize them? I don't know. On their website, they say a host will meet inquiries at the door where they will be escorted to a discreet, safe, and private studio. Do you have any dolls I can have? But local residents aren't too pleased with their neighborhood's latest addition. One woman said, we've got apartments and houses on the other side of the road, and we've got houses over here with children. It shouldn't be allowed, and I don't think by law it was. And a sex worker, a woman named Roxanne Price, criticized the development, calling it a slap in the face. She said in an interview, I love my job as a Vegas area legal prostitute. I work hard to comply with all of the regulations in Nevada, and I am... Happy to travel to nearby rural areas in order to legally sell my sexual services. But this doll brothel is a slap in the face to me and the other hardworking sex workers that are trying to make our way in the world. It's a crock of crap. By the way, they they opened up one of these. I remember, I think maybe you reported on the story, Preston, but the clientele where they were sort of um, living out aggressive, violent like rape fantasies? They can, yeah. Yeah, yeah there have been places and So like they that. closed the place. Uh, in a final twist, aspirations have been cast over whether the so-called brothel actually is legal. The studios at 5150 uh, does not appear to have a license. So they're yeah. working out whether it's legal or not. Welcome to the future. In, Conne- in Connecticut, uh, police are trying to identify a man captured on surveillance cameras stealing about $17,000 worth of merchandise from a gas station. What? Cops say, and listen to this, cops say that the guy got a job there, then proceeded to steal tens of thousands of dollars worth of stolen lottery tickets, cigarettes, and cash on his very first and only solo overnight shift. $17,000 worth of merch in one night. But the guy was smart because he also stole his employment folder, which contained his personal information, so the store's owner doesn't even know the worker's name. Oh, Oh, man. So he's pretty much going to get away scot-free, most likely. 
The owner told investigators he used an app on his cell phone to view the store's security cameras and noticed that the new employee had left while he was supposed to be working. I guess the lottery, yeah, the lottery tickets. What else do you steal in a yeah. gas station? The California gunman who fatally shot a man at a pre-Super Bowl party opened fire because he mistook the San Francisco 49ers flag outside the victim's home for a rival gang's colors. Daniel Gonzalez, a homeless member of the Playboy Sereno gang, walked up to the Revelers Saturday, the day before the big game, and shot Frank Rojas with a makeshift zip gun during a heated argument. Rojas underwent surgery, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. The zip gun killed him? Yeah. Authorities initially said the shooting stemmed from an argument over the Super Bowl in which the men were rooting for different teams, but now it's believed that Gonzalez mistook the 49ers flag for a rival gang's in the dispute, what's a zip gun? Is that like a? I thought what it was Malkovich a... makes in a line of fire in a line of fire. I don't think no, so. No, no. I always thought a zip gun was kind of like a like a shrapnel gun, like a. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Nick's looking it up right now. A cheap homemade or makeshift gun is essentially wow. what it says here. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, so neither Rojas nor his friends were associated with any gangs. Gonzalez, who was on probation and living in a nearby homeless encampment at the time of the shooting, tossed his weapon after firing and fled, but was later arrested. Uh, He's been booked on murder charges, by the way. So, yeah, it says it's an improvised firearm. uh, And it's made, it says they range in quality from crude weapons that are as much a danger to the user as the target to highly... Highly quality, uh, quality arms produced by Cottage Industries using salvaged and repurposed materials. All right. Yeah, so they've evolved. So you can over take years. pieces of yeah. other guns and, and make them into one that operates, and that's mm. your zip gun. Police say they broke up a fight between two intoxicated men over a snack on Friday evening. Well, All right, what snack? What snack, yeah. yeah. Police were dispatched <laughs> to the Glen Rock Athletic Club after receiving a call from the social club staff regarding a dispute which had become violent. Responding officers found a 54-year-old man and a 56-year-old man involved in a heated dispute over cheese balls. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I'd murder the effort. Both men had been separated. Hers cheese balls. Yeah. By staff and, and patrons prior to the arrival of police. Preston, I'm addicted to those. Friends. I know you are. You love <laughs> I them. I love them. Uh, and hers loves you. They love me. Uh, police. And I love them. Escorted the men from the premises and were advised not to return for the evening. No charges were filed, but the men were advised of their rights to sign complaints against each other in municipal court if they wanted to. Huh. You know, we we're all waiting to hear what, what snack food it was. I know. <laughs> That's why I held well, it. Well, it's, um, I don't know about that. Well, yeah. trail mix now. Hey, Press, I messed up. There was a sponsor for the Bizarre oh. Files. And the Bizarre File this morning has been brought to you by Jack Frost. And Big Boulder Ski Area's JFBB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. And you can save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at JFBB.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first. And don't forget... Uh, lift tickets for the Cardboard Classic as of now are $10 only. Wow. WMMR to get the details there. want to mention this thing. Uh, we have this coming up next week. We are going to do the Duncan Spread the Love Caravan. Love this. The day before Valentine's Day, February 30th. So here's what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to ask for work sites who would like our own. Dr. Love himself, Pierre Robert, to stop by with the MM Army and the Duncan Community Cruiser 
serving free samples of delicious Dunkin' coffee to help spread the love this Valentine's Day. And honestly, no one does the caravan like Pierre. No. So if you are interested in having him stop by with the whole Dunkin' and MMR crew on the 13th, if you have a work site, then you need to get in touch with us. The deadline for this is going to be on Tuesday. And it says here... Nothing about how you enter. Well, it's on uh, WMMR.com and PrestonandSteve.com. There's a contest okay. page, uh, but the link's right on the uh, front page of uh, PrestonandSteve.com. Nice. So you can find all the contest rules and how to enter. Uh, but we've done these in the past. There's so much fun. Um, I would plead uh, right now for you to make sure that you have permission for us to come because yeah, yeah. people yeah. sign up, and, and we appreciate the th- enthusiasm. Yeah. We really do. But uh, unless yeah, you have permission. We'll, we'll try to confirm and then go through the, the steps, and then they say, oh, by the way, we don't have permission. And then we have to – then we got to reschedule. <laughs> yeah. And the course That's is actually okay. – you know, it's like Magellan. You plot it out and, uh, yeah. and make sure everything can work within the time frame of the show. So, Look for the Duncan Community Cruiser serving free samples of delicious Duncan coffee at community events all over the greater Philadelphia region. Oh. And just go to WMMR.com or PrestonandSteve.com and you can get signed up for that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, a good friend, Tom Papa, on our show. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Steve, I was looking for um, <clears throat> Papa. Can you hear me? Or Poppy, do you hear me from uh, Yentl? Yes. To play, and we I, we I don't have it. Uh, don't have it. For I got it. Guess. I thought you we do, had the entire Yentl soundbook. You, you do have it. I do. Okay, because I was going to play Papa Don't Preach, or oh, this is a big lead in. Does it take a while to get to the part? I is she reading so. from the Torah? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I heard a little papa there. <laughs> All right, stop that. Wait, wait, we'll get to the part where she mentions Netflix. I'm going to do this. How about Papa's a Rolling Stone? There we go. Yeah, yeah, right, right, let's yeah. do that. All right. Uh, his Netflix special, You're Doing Great, is out now, and we love having him on. He's going to be in town, actually, on March 7th at the Keswick Theater, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Papa. Yeah! Hey, Tom. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you hear? <laughs> That's much better. Yeah, than we should have had you do it. Yeah. Hi, how you doing, man? You We're doing well. Good to hear you. I miss you guys. Well, you're going to be in town uh, in a little while, but you've got big news: the Netflix special, which I love so much, so that I'm, I'm actually I've I've been ordered to wait till the weekend to watch it with my wife. So, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, because we're both huge fans. Uh, is at this point in this storied career that you have. This is still yeah. a big thing, right? A special like this, especially on Netflix? Yeah, it's huge. You know, you, you do it and you tour around. You know, for the last two and a half years, I've been working on this act. And, 
you know, people like it a lot when I'm touring and stuff, but then to put it out in front of people who maybe don't know you and a much, much bigger worldwide audience, it's like you just, there's, a, it's, there's always that little insecurity in you as a comedian, like, oh, no one's going to like me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably what spurs you on a bit, you know, because you, 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 you yeah. want to reach that audience, and certainly Netflix provides the, uh, the form for that. I was reading an interview with you, and you said that this is the first time you've, you've kind of stuck thematically through an entire... Um, show of yours on, on sort yeah. of one one concept, and what what made you want to do that? Yeah, it was just while as I was touring, I just you know I got this feeling, which we all have, even not from touring, just that people are anxious and people have this feeling like they're working hard and they're doing all the right things and they're taking care of their family and and they're but it's not enough. Everyone has this feeling like they should be doing more or or be better, and they're looking at other people's lives on social media and they think that. Their life it pales in comparison, and I was like, "You, you got to realize, p- folks, if you stop looking at the news and you stop opening up your stupid phone, you're actually doing pretty great." Yeah, that's and, true. Know, yeah, and to be obsessed with look, it's not that it's a, an easy thing. We're the first human beings that have to deal with this onslaught of information, but you've got to realize if you're busy feeling anxious and watching the news and getting pissed off. Your years are flying by you, and you're not having any fun. Oh, my God. You've nailed it, man. You've nailed it. So, and, the, and the word I like to use is toxic uh, a lot. Yeah. It's just – and that's why I've taken – I've reeled it way, way back because I realized it wasn't doing me any good. No, you've got to manage it. And I started saying on stage, you're doing great. You're doing great. And after shows – People were coming up to me and sincerely saying, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I've really been feeling like things aren't so bad for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm working hard for my family, and thank you for saying it. So it just became the theme, and I just kept hammering it. And I was like, you know what? Why does comedy have to be really negative and cynical? I don't live that way. I'm pretty optimistic and hopeful. And I was like, well, let me make this special a little more sincere and a little more positive and upbeat and give people a little break from all of the river of garbage that they have to digest every day. Well, it's, it's, I Love think it. it's a confluence of things. It's, I, I think now there's, there's a, people are being taught that they only have worth if they're, if they're a victim, you know, that they can't just say, hey, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm, 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 you know, there's, there's some things that, yeah, I have these things in my life, but I also have these positive things. And, and, and uh, it's okay to celebrate that and not feel that, uh, be embarrassed that you can look at life and, and look at the positives. And then, as you said, social media, which sets an incredibly protracted, bizarre, you know, uh, you're seeing people many times through filters at their best moments, having the best meals of their lives in the best locations. And it and it's like, yeah. oh, man, I'm, I'm not doing that right now. And it's a lie. No one has a great life. <laughs> <laughs> no one. I say in the special, like they're posting their best moments. It's like just to make you feel bad. I mean, they look at us at the Eiffel Tower. We're in Paris. Yeah, they don't show them for the, uh, a post on their Instagram of them sitting in the hotel for five days because the husband's got diarrhea from a French tart he should have eaten. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But that... that's happening true. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, f- as far as you go, and you, you hit a whole bunch of topics, which we're, g- we're going to get into, but as far as you on social media, which has to be a part of I mean, you're you're you know an entertainer. You've got yeah. to facilitate it. What, what, do you have any self-imposed rules about how you handle it and how often you're on it? No, but I kind of screwed myself up because I have a 14 year old, and I 
put her on screen time, which uh. is a way that to control how many hours she's on her phone. And we, we got in a little bit of a fight, and I cut them way back, so she's very limited on social media now. What I didn't realize when I did it is I put myself on it, too, and I have since forgotten the password. <laughs> and, and there's no way to reset it. You have to, like, hard, hard reset the whole phone, and I'll lose all this information. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tweet about my special. And I'm like racing against time <laughs> to get the post out, and my daughter's just sitting there, like with a cigarette on the other end of the room, like <laughs> not too fun, is it? <laughs> well, you're, you're, I, we follow you obviously on both uh, Twitter and, and Instagram, and uh, so you're, you're you're doing that, and the word is getting out. But um, so so now that you've done it, and you're you're, you're addressing all, all these issues. The response has been great; people have seen it, um, you know, yeah. love it. Um, of of the special and all the topics hit, which was the one you were just itching to talk about the most? Oh, man. Uh, you know what it was? Uh, the good old days. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of all of these people walking around in the culture, living in an amazing time. This is an amazing time that we get, that we are fortunate enough to be alive. And these people are saying, well, if we could just go back to the good old days, if we could just get out of this time and go, are you kidding me? It was hell back then. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was, we are so lucky. We, we don't even know how to do stuff yet. And this is so much better. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No. I say, I said in the special, have you ever seen the first bicycle ever made? I mean, I don't know how you make anything, but I know you don't take the smallest wheel you can find <laughs> and put that in the back. <laughs> and the biggest wheel on earth to put that up front. This is good old days. We actually drove. We had a couple of those here. Yeah, the, they're called the uh, penny farthing. Penny farthings. Uh-huh. And, uh, the, God, but, they're hard to ride. Preston took a spin at it and nearly snapped his neck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no one, and everyone was okay with dying on those things. So your life expectancy in the good old days was 28 years old. Yes. <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is also throughout history, that has always been uttered by by one generation for the other. Just people start to say the good old days, and I, I assume you know just after the the bubonic plague swept through Europe, people were saying, "Oh, remember the good old days?" You know, back to that. It, it's always they always put it in context. But every time yields right. great times, as you said to your special, you're doing okay. Um, yeah, you just have to put it in context and see see the forest for the trees, as they say. Yeah, look, I don't I'm I don't pretend that. We can all walk around. You know, you see all these uh, Buddhist monks saying, like, you live in the moment and yeah. live for today. Yeah, but, you know, it's impossible to walk around and just be grateful all the time. And I just want – we've got we've got work to do. We've got stuff to do, and we've got, uh, we've got shows we want to watch. <laughs> you know, we're living in the modern world. Bread to make. But I do believe – I do believe if you could take just, like, five minutes and be like, take a deep breath. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. It's all right. Everything's cool. I'm working hard. I, could I be better? Sure. But a simple life is what wins, and this is okay. And then you run down to the bar, you do some Jack Daniel shots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Tom, I'm not asking you to be a, a prognosticator, but, uh, you know, if you, if you could predict, um, do you think we're headed in the, the black mirror direction of uh, addiction to cell phones and technology, or are we going to wise up at some point and be like, you know what? These are nice tools, uh, and every now and then I want to check in on whatever future version of Instagram exists, or are we just going to be, like, more and more addicted to our phones? I don't know. You know, it's a weird thing. Like, you watch the younger generation, and they use it in a better way. Like, they're obsessed, too, but they 
they're able, they're just better at it. You know, like when we look at a phone mm-hmm. and you're making 12 mistakes just to get your, just to get a text out <laughs> and then you go down this rabbit hole. I think that's just because we're just older and dumber. Um, and I do feel like, I do feel like we are collectively all using this information and moving forward at an accelerated rate. Like all, we're all digesting all of this information and turning it into positive stuff and moving forward. And that is something that's changing us and hopefully bringing us into this cooler future. But it doesn't mean that there's not a negativity about it and it can be manipulated and you have to control it. So short answer, I think by the end of this year, we will all be time traveling. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and wearing robes. <laughs> you always have to wear robes like the Eloy and the time. I'll, I, I'll say this is that ultimately, and I remember social media, I saw it on, I saw it on Facebook. It must be true or whatever. And then now we're in a point where we know, you know, everyone starts to get wise to the, yeah. the the issues inherent in these things and that's just a growth process you know uh right and i exactly. so i think you're right we'll 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 vet everything i i think just in by nature um you know a lot of people a lot of people just don't jump on a uh, something that they see and and go for it whole hog these days because it's it's too often inaccurate but uh but that said yeah i mean have you, have you seen those like the Boston Dynamics, the um, the the robotic dogs, and all those things? That, and oh God! Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. tell me that doesn't scare the f out of you? Yeah, no, I scare me. I, I want to get one and ride it around the house. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want one in your house? Oh, he's got a different. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I keep I keep trying to ride my my black lab and not having it. <laughs> the robot has a better load bear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey. No, but I am optimistic. I do think that. You know, it's unsettling. The, the hardest part, and I think the reason why people were responding to my act all, all over the last two years was it is we are changing, and change is uh, upsetting, and we're definitely not going to be the same. Things are, are changing. And, you know, it's like in your life when change happens, it's unsettling. Like when you have to move, it's the worst week of your life. It's like you're, everything's packed up. Everything's being shipped. You don't know where to find the toaster. Either you can't find a spoon. Everything's weird. Yeah. And that's like that's what we're going through now. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to end up in a nice house at the end of it. But it's it's definitely the ground is shifting. For You're sure. spot on. It, spot it, on. It, it may be end times for all we know, because it looks like your podcast just had its 666th episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I definitely saw that as an omen. Uh, <laughs> Do, you, you know that special uh, come out and Satan's numbers all over. <laughs> <laughs> does that does that number uh, for you? So there are some people we talked about on the air many times who, if they're at at the store buying something at six dollars and sixty six cents, they'll buy something else just so that number doesn't come up. Uh, no, no. Look, I'm in show business. If I can make a secret deal with the devil, I'm <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true. Yeah, it's a true entertainer. You got to make that deal. You do the show with uh, Fortune Feimster, um, and 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 she is um, she's awesome. We've had her on the show here. She just okay. s- seems like super cool to hang out with, and and as a co-host, I, I, you know, how could you possibly do better? Yeah, I love her, and uh, you know, when serious Netflix asked me to do this show they asked who i would want to do it with and they had a list of potential names that they had been thinking of and fortune was one of them and i just knew immediately she just makes me laugh i i just get around her and i feel better 
I, I was like, oh, I could, I could riff with her forever. So I, I didn't. I pretended that I interviewed her, but I just called her and said, let's do it. I hate to, <laughs> I hate to, you know, like she, she does, you know, she's. I hate to make this connection because I don't mean it this way, but she has the same sort of uh, energy and comedy. Uh, she, the ability to make you laugh the way you just said, as as uh, say a Chris Farley would, you know, they just they're just naturally they've got that yeah. thing, and and she does as well. So, yeah. And why do you, you don't want to do the Farley thing because they're both big boned? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Although but, right. it's it's more it's the comedic the chops. Part. Yes, yeah, yeah. The hardest yeah. part the hardest part about doing a morning show with her is that. If uh, anybody brings any kind of food near the studio, she's going to eat it, and then she and then she starts nodding out like an infant at the table. <laughs> uh, I watched the special actually with my wife and my two daughters. It got to a certain point where we had to turn it off because it just wasn't appropriate for us to watch with the, our children. But I was saying to my wife that she has actually one of my favorite jokes by any stand-up comedian ever. And and the best part about it, and we had her in the studio and asked her about it, the best part about that joke is that it's not even a joke. It's something that actually had happened to her in real life, and it was just a funny thing. And, and it was like before she really even knew she was gay, she was jealous of her friend's like boyfriends right. and and you know her mom's asking her like why do you care so much about you know you know jenny's uh, jenny who's jenny's dating and she's like because she's my best friend <laughs> um, and so i know you as, as a comic i'm sure some of your best stuff or all of your best stuff is stuff that is is real to life yeah no exactly if that that stuff for some reason and it's it's one of those things like why like a home-baked good is better than like a commercial thing there's definitely a little bit of your soul in it. It makes it a little deeper. If it's real, there's more layers to it, I think. So it resonates more. There's just more to it. And, uh, yeah, I, fortunately, I, um, I wasn't born a lesbian, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you do yeah. like women. And that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> I'll say this, and honestly, this, the, 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 you, you are so effortless and so perfect on stage. You're, you're, you know, you're just one of the absolute best and and you're you're you know again everything is so it comes across your delivery is uh, is is again you, I put you in like the the Bill Burr they, it just it just flows you know you're you're at that level and obviously Jerry Seinfeld's a, a, a fan of yours was there ever a time in your stand up career where you, <laughs> where you were as is uh, described like hacky or um, you know did did you hit your tone quickly was or was there a dark period before the Tom Papa we know. <laughs> uh yeah when you're starting out you're not the best you know there's there's you can tell like i can even see now when i watch comics like first coming into the club it's you are funny you know you're funny there's something you've got the the guts to stand up there but you don't have the material yet right and there's there's some of some stuff like and when you're scared or at least when i was scared um it was dirtier material because it worked. It was easy. I didn't know right. how to write really great jokes yet. And I just, I don't even, it's almost like a, like PTSD. Like I block out some of those bad <laughs> stuff, but I, there's a vague, in the fog of my career, I remember standing on stage in front of a room full of people telling a very long joke about a long, ropey nipple. <laughs> a long, I don't ropey know, nipple? A long, ropey nipple, and I had it on the subway, and I was twirling it, and uh, it, it wasn't my proudest moment. <laughs> well, that's what makes... For you to get to where you are, and, and, and your, your material is so sharp and everything, 
you've, you've, I mean, you, you, you kind of have to just lay it out there and just keep honing it because there's no way to get it as polished as we see it now. Uh, you know, with it, with in your career, I'm saying the long run. Yeah, about yeah. really just putting yourself out there and and having an end game in mind. But that joke may have had more to it because I can't wrap my mind around a ropey nipple. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe you just hit on the name of my next special. Yeah, <laughs> long ropey nipple. It can be like a, like a, one of those lariat uh, acts. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, exactly, Tom. I love when uh, established comedians talk about up and coming comedians and give them sort of the, their blessing. And I was watching uh, highlights from a Mets game last year where Seinfeld was um, in the booth. Uh, and he he talked about how much he really enjoyed the comedy of Mark Norman. And we've had Mark in the studio, and, and Mark is – I don't even know if he's up and coming anymore. He's established now too. But um, yeah. it, to me, it's it's uh, it's great to hear when um, uh, somebody like Seinfeld says something uh, great about somebody like Mark. I'm wondering if there's anybody in, in – you know, that you've seen recently or anybody coming up that, that has been impressing you. Um, no. <laughs> Yeah. No, they, yeah. they are honestly. They're all. I retract my question, and uh, sorry for it being yeah. so long-winded. You'd probably say they're all <laughs> subpar, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's. A, <laughs> great people. I, I can't believe how many they just keep coming. Actually, it's just it. It is pretty remarkable. It's gonna but, be annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, and it's totally annoying, and they've got so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> they're free of families. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mateo Lane is really funny in New York. Mm-hmm. Mateo Lane is is really great comedian. Um, who else out there is really? Oh, this guy in uh, L.A. Uh, Jesus Trejo is okay. a really great comedian. He's a Mexican comedian. He also uh, performs in Spanish, and it's just it is it's really is a, a great time for stand up because people, unlike the early days when people would just get an act and they would just ride it to the death. Yeah. People are generating a lot of material because they're able to put it out without a gatekeeper, mm. and more people are seeing it. So it's pushing everybody creatively to crank out more stuff, and you know, more people are getting involved in it. So you're seeing the perspective of a whole bunch of different people. Um, but what's, it's still remarkable to me that with all these thousands of people and new voices and everyone that comes in that – I'm still the funniest. It's yeah, still- isn't it amazing? We're not going to argue. I'm amazed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's like you're, you're, you're Kubrick, you know. <laughs> hey, Tom, I wanted to ask about uh, the show Baked on Food Network. You had a season. There's been one season so far. What's the uh, what's the prognosis on a, on another one coming up? Uh, it looks like we're not making any more. They just put some. They just re-ran them on the cooking channel, so I don't know okay. if they might be thinking about moving it. Yeah. But uh, but then you know I was I was saying this actually uh, to a friend of mine who's a, a comedian, just like maybe ten years younger than I am. He's like, why do you even care about getting something on TV? He goes, we can make our own stuff now. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was like, it was like the old man, like on the lawn, like I have to have a, I need a network to like me, and I was like, I was like, oh, you know what, screw it. So I just literally started my own YouTube series called Getting Baked with Tom. Excellent. And and I'm just because people are always asking me nonstop every day on line about you know, how do you make bread and what how, how do you go about it. So I was like, well, I'm funny and people, I could I could do a better version of it than just somebody telling you straight how to bake bread. So I started this Getting Baked with Tom, and I put it up on YouTube this week, and I think I'm just going to start making them out of guests. And it's like, yeah, why do I need, why do I need the Food Network? You know, my no, yeah. 14-year-old daughter makes, is making films. <laughs> why 
Why am I waiting for a meeting? <laughs> right. Well, I and I've said this. I'll say it. I put in the request every time. And when you are in town, uh, you know. And I'm sure you get hit up for this all the time. Because if you follow Tom on Instagram, there are these glorious pictures of sourdough breads. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we would not be opposed to you bringing one or two into town. <laughs> what? All right. I yeah. When I come in March, I'll uh, I'll I'll come in a day early and, and deliver the bread to you. All, all right. right. Well, real all quick, right. Um, what is that? Is, is it a mother? What is, what is the, that piece of the the yeast that everything lives off of? It's a sourdough starter. People call it a mother. People call it a starter. It's the it's this active, gooey yeast. It's a living yeast, basically. It's fascinating. And yeah, it really is fascinating. And you have to feed it flour and water to keep it alive. And when you're about to make bread, you scoop a little of it off and you uh, and you use that. And it's rather than using like dry yeast, which is active and will make bread, this has a deeper flavor to it. Okay. Do you ever gift that to people? I have given it to a couple people, but uh, you have to really want you have to really know what you're talking about to ask to meet me in an alleyway. <laughs> well, no, because I think little somebody like bag of goo. <laughs> Believe it, or, I wouldn't trust it's like any a, a bread coke deal. Yeah, I wouldn't trust anybody except for Preston with that. Uh, here, I'm Preston is actually pretty handy around the kitchen, but uh, you know, yeah. if, if you're ever thinking about gifting, I think uh, you know, maybe gifting Preston with a piece of your mug. Let, let's ask Tom for more stuff. <laughs> Well, no, I, actually, I wanted to ask you if you're um, still involved with the Prairie Home Companion uh, at all. I am. I'm actually going there on Saturday. It's, uh, you know, it's called Live From Here Now, and it's turned into a little more of a music show than a spoken word show, oh. but I still do my, I, I do my monologue out in America uh, every week that I'm on. Okay. And it's, I, we don't do, we don't have a cast anymore. They're not doing sketches, which is. Which is fine. I, you know, I really like doing my monologue, and the sketch part took up a lot of my time. And I just handed in my second book, so oh. I had a, I had a lot of, I had a lot of writing to do throughout the year. So that we dialed back on the sketch part was pretty cool because I mean, writing the monologue is takes over a week. Yeah. So, uh, but I still love the show. It's, it's, it really is. Uh, it's really great. The music is just so insane at this point. Well, that's it. That's the part I, I, I love. I love the music. And, and our girl, Sarah Watkins, she just won a Grammy, did she not? Yeah, amazing. That that whole crew. And they're just it's like every, just cool people to hang with. And then all of a sudden they're getting these awards and they're just, you know, they're the best musicians in the country. And then you're just sitting backstage eating carrot sticks. <laughs> carrot sticks, huh? <laughs> it's like the old days of Zeppelin. Uh-huh. Hey, Tom, yeah, I just but... I saw this uh, this text come in. You'll like this. It says, uh, "Hey guys, Tom Papa discussed bread the last time he was on your show, and it changed my life. Baking helped me through some really difficult times. It was a game changer." Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I really I I get that a lot. Wow. And it's really and it's really true. And uh you know, my book is kind of a it leaps off of what the special is about, which is you're doing great. And I do a whole chapter just on, bre- on baking bread. And it really is this thing about there's something to it that doing something very simple, very methodically, uh and also it's nourishing and it fills the house with these bread smells. Mm. It's just like and of course, you can eat it and stuff your fat face with it at the end. <laughs> mm, yeah. I mean, there's nothing but there's nothing but positivity that comes out of it. It's really, it, and it's not, and it's it takes over your mind because it's still difficult to do. I turned out two loaves last night that I was all cocky, 
I lift open the, the Dutch oven lid to show my family, and it was like a hockey puck. <laughs> but that's good. There's some, there's something good to doing to doing and failing and doing and failing, and I I get that a lot. It changed my life too. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Who would have thunk, Brett? Yeah. Brett. Wow. All right, well, listen, uh, Tom will be in town. Uh, the show is going to be at the Keswick Theater on March 7th. Tickets are available at keswicktheater.com. But, of course, right now you can go and see the special on Netflix. Uh, you're doing great, so make sure that you do check that out. Tom, you're one of our favorites, man. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Likewise. I'll see you next month. You got it. All right, Tom. Yeah. My mouth is watering a little bit. Oh, my God. Sourdough bread. It, and it, look at these. There's this picture up oh. on the screen here in the studio, and he does it all the time on Instagram, and he'll show one in particular. And uh, I'm fascinated with that, and I can see where that is like a like a total zen thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. But here's the here's the rub, guys. Uh, he said he's going to come in a day before a show. We're at the ca- Cardboard Classic. Um, do you yeah. think he could come? I don't to, know. to uh, Jack Frost. I mean, if he's coming from New York, how well does bread travel? Well, I mean, he's not actually coming from New. He's he's based in L.A. now, is he not? Did oh, he... I don't know. No, uh, let's let's find out. Let's see if we can make that happen. It'd be really cool to have him. I think he would dig it at the Cardboard Classic. I think he would love that. I think you're absolutely right. Um, all right. Anyhow, why don't we take a break? We'll come back in just a moment. There was something I wanted to mention. I already did the Duncan spread, uh, the Love Caravan. You know what? Oh, oh, I know what it was. We have a new Daily Rush video that's out. Uh, it was Casey's phone trick mm-hmm. where we ch- he shows the trick, but Kathy can't fit the phone in her mouth. <laughs> and there's a very funny picture of Kathy not even trying to yes. kind of sort of put the phone in her mouth. Uh, that is available at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline, uh, Philly Comedy Club Restaurant, and Bar. And are we still look, looking for people who have never been kissed? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I did, uh, yeah, I received a little bit of uh, feedback, but if uh, if you... Are an adult at least 18 years of age or older, and you've never kissed anyone in your life? It's a discussion we had earlier this morning. We were like, you know what? We could we could break that cycle. We could go ahead and get it out of the way. Maybe you're too nervous, and we can just get that done, and who knows what that might mean for you. If you've never kissed anyone uh, next week on Valentine's Day, we're going to invite in uh, a few people and see if we can have them have their first kiss right here. Make it romantic. In the studio, on the air, and we'll either have them kiss each other or, like I said, we get some stunt kissers. It won't be Gary Lauer. It won't yeah, be Gary no Lauer. We'll make sure that we uh, do... His uglier cousin. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that guy. He's not doing anything. Uh, but anyhow, uh, email any of us on the show here. It's just uh, usually our first name at WMMR.com. So uh, get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, so make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. The sled-deemed Best Design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The Best Live Live Anchors Up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuervo-themed sled. And somewhat of a gag gift for Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket pre-sale, 
sooner you buy, the less you pay. Through February 23rd. Lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Apparently, over the past few weeks, Marissa has been taking little snippets of moments that each of us has had on the air. Uh, And I think that they tend to be nonsensical noises that might come out of our mouths rather than the standard speaking, which is pretty nonsensical, too. Uh, And she has edited them together and looped them, apparently, over and over uh, so much so that she says we should try to play a contest with this. I'm down really? with this. Yes. So she's taken them and looped them at some little slip-ups, uh, flub, whatever it may be. I love this. Repeated over <laughs> and over and over and over. And so much so that you may not know who it is. So you, your opportunity to guess at who made the noise is what we're going to give to you and a chance to win a prize. So if you're interested, it is loop. There it is. The show Man. member edition. <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. So let's try this out. We've, we've never taken this out for a spin. Uh, as professional broadcasters, we endeavor to provide enough screw ups to keep contests like this going. Oh, oops, that's all where the time. this came that, from. Yep. Yes, yep. I didn't. I didn't realize. That. All right. So while you're calling in, though, uh, there's another little piece of audio I'd like to play. Apparently, uh, Casey found this. And what's the story behind this? Case? All right. So this is something really cool for Philadelphia Eagles fans. Uh, they have been. Uh, this all, you know, would have been great if they won the Super Bowl. But all this season, uh, they have been um, filmed by Amazon Prime for a behind-the-scenes look at their season. It's a it's a program that they call All or Nothing. Uh, if you've never seen anything like it, it's it's like a twenty four seven. You know, uh, yeah, I love HBO that. HBO started doing that, but yeah. uh, you know, twenty four seven basically only does like training camp. This is the entire season, and it's actually going to start tomorrow. Start streaming on Amazon Prime tomorrow. And um, and so they've been uh, promoting this on social media, Twitter, and, and Instagram, and they're promoting it with essentially something that that started on our show. You are indirectly in this show, <laughs> yeah, Casey. Essentially, yes. Okay, yeah. And you are wanna, the star. Do you want to set it up, or do we play this first? Let's play it first. All right, we'll play this first, and then we'll explain. It's not that game, bro. That's a Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that's that Pee Wee Herman. I said I'd do it one time. That shit was that shit was funny. I ain't, I ain't know what I was gonna do right there. All right, so that's Brandon Graham, who on who was on our show uh, two days before that. Yeah, on that Friday, uh, and Casey had told him, "Hey, if you make a big play, do the Pee Wee Herman dance." A sack, right? Yeah, specifically. I think yeah, you said, yeah, if, yeah. If you if you sack the quarterback, can you do the Pee Wee Herman dance? Now, listen, I, I've been asking players to do something a little sign to me forever and ever. Like uh, Reese Hoskins, I've asked him to like you know pound his chest twice yeah. and and point up to the sky or or whatever. <laughs> so this isn't like I've never done this before. So uh, you know, and I was like, all right, it's got to be something that's not so outrageous that he's not going to do it. Something that uh, he's going to remember to do and all that sort of stuff and. And that's why the Pee Wee Herman dance just sort of popped out. And lo and behold. And lo and behold. Dude, he, and He did it. You know the worst part, Steve, is I, I went and picked up barbecue for, for that game. They were playing the Jets. What were you thinking? Well, I, I missed it happening missed live. It. Oh, oh, my God. I missed it happening live. And I'm driving home from the barbecue place. If you want to know a barbecue place, just send me a, an email. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to say it live on the air. Uh, and I hear him... <laughs> 
I hear the the play of, of him sacking, uh, I think it was Luke Falk, the quarterback for the Jets. I go, I, I can't believe it's, it's it was like the first or second defensive play of the entire game. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, he didn't do it. I know, you know, because they don't say, oh, and now he's doing the dance. But then I got e- I got text messages. Tim Graham texted yeah. me. All these people had heard it. They're like, dude, I can't believe it. He did the Pee Wee dance. And I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. All right. Um, so you found out it was DVR to record it, but you finally saw it. I did we finally see it. it. My mom was watching it downstairs. I went downstairs. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had re- rewound it and I got to. Well, actually, watch it happen. So, so it ends up on this show as, as, par- show, as yes. part of the first promotional push to get people to watch it. How wild is that? That's great. Yeah, yeah, yes. And to show his appreciation, Brandon Graham came down to the camp out <laughs> and for an interview. Yes, every well, day. I've been talking to Brandon Graham, and a lot like the camp out for hunger, he said he would love to come on our show. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. I Let got me you. play this clip again. It's not that day, bro. Doesn't give me arms. Yeah, that's that Pee Wee Herman. I said I'd do it one time. That shit was that shit was funny. I ain't, I ain't know what I was gonna do right there. <laughs> Is that that Pee Wee Herman ass? Yeah, so that's yeah. Benny Curry who's saying that to him. That's and then, funny. And then what's what's even funnier is because before the game, I think he's told you know his fellow lineman that he was gonna do that. Yeah. And so when and he remind ma- him. Yeah. So when he had when he made that sack, Fletcher Cox is going do the dance, do the dance, and then he did it. So, yes. I love it. I yes. love it. And he followed through. He's a good man for doing that. That's yeah. funny because I'm, like, reaching out to the All or Nothing show folks saying, hey, if you want the audio of where this started, you know, we'll send Son it to you. Son of a bitch, if we had known it was in production, <laughs> you could have, you know, you could have yeah. grabbed that audio. But now the show's already about to premiere. I doubt they need it. But yeah. Yeah. the offer still stands. Yeah, it's still cool. That is cool. All right. Well, listen, let's try this game out. We're playing a man. loop. There it is. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show member edition. And I'll... I'll, I'll Cue you in a little bit. Marissa is not in any of these. She didn't All grab right. any moments of herself saying that there were 700 billion people <laughs> watching the World Cup or anything like that. Uh, but she did grab stuff from the rest of us on the show, and you just said, hey, listen, you got a one in five shot. All right, so, but let's give it a try. Maybe you can nail it first time out. I'm going to go to Ryan and uh, let him take a crack at it. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man? Hey, Shapoopy. Shapoopy, buddy. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play this clip. It's going to be really, really weird. You, unfortunately, are the first one that gets to take a shot at this. But listen closely and tell me if you can figure out which show member I'm playing audio from, and I'm waiting. Hang okay. on a second. Uh, well, so I, I need Marissa in here real quick because once the, these things say answer, uh, I, I just don't want to play. Wow, they're all. I, they all say answer. They're labeled really weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, there you, you can go. Play an answer for me. Yeah, he uh, wants yeah. the answer. He's he's requested the answer. If you could. All right, uh, Casey. Wow, these are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry so about confused. this, uh, Ryan. We didn't. Okay. We didn't Perfect. look at this ahead of time. All right. <laughs> uh, which one are you going to play, Casey? I am going to do. I'm going to go in your order there, Preston. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, here, here's yeah. the loop. You ready? Got it. After all that, Ryan, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which show member was was that? Uh, that's got to be Kathy. It is. Yes. Oh, my God. I got it wrong. Yeah. I thought it was you, Preston. You thought it was me? Yeah. No, Here's Kathy. the answer if you want to hear it. In, uh, yeah, in okay. Well, let me let me give Ryan his prize first. What is it? All right, so we only have one of these left. Ryan, you have a pair of tickets to see Jim Gaffigan, the Pale Taurus. This is Saturday, October 24th, so it's not for a little while. Wow. It's at the Met. It's a live taping of his next special. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, Ticketmaster.com. 
And, uh, yeah, all that's right. all you need to know. Hang on, Ryan. We'll get your information. This is the actual clip that that was taken from. In the She's pool. in the pool. Yeah. She's and wet. that's why we went. <laughs> right. It's a it's a play on words. Is that it? Kathy loves to hear herself laugh, by the way. Loves it. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me play. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm editing audio... For the uh, for the promo, like Kathy's like, oh my god, and you hear your voice, oh out. my god. Hey, yep. Sometimes I can't even sit in there; it bothers me so much. If it's right. me, let's go to another call. And I like this already. Let me go to Kara. Hey, Kara. Good morning. What? Is it? Is your connection bad? I don't know. Kara, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. There you go. What were you saying? Gadzooks. Oh, Gadzooks. oh yeah, okay. the phone was yeah. breaking up. We definitely right. didn't hear that. Well, yeah. let's try this out. You see how this works, Kara? Yeah. All right. right. Tell us which show member this clip is. Here we go. Dodi, 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 Dodi. No. No, that's a gimme. Wow. No, sorry. That's not <laughs> Steve. Oh. All right. We'll go next to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Yo, bitches. Yo, Yo bitch. All right, you ready to hear this? Yes, sir. I'll play it again. Dodi, 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 Dodi. Okay. Oh, my God. Any idea, Ryan? I got two in mind, but I'm going to have to go with Nick. No. Oh. I thought this one was easy. Incorrect. Yeah, me too. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do three people per guest. Yeah, that's, okay with you that's guys? fair. All right. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me go to or three per, per yeah, uh, yeah. sound effect. Uh, Dan, are you there? I am big brown Guadalajara. <laughs> oh damn! You were so close. Oh, I, I'll give you. I'll give you a B plus, a Bill Weston grade. Nice, uh, Dan. Do you need to hear that again? No, I think it's you, Preston. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was fresh, right? That one. Uh, I think it was might have been yesterday yeah. or the day before. Yeah, Dan, hang on a second. Here's what we got for you. I got a pair of tickets to see comedian Joe Matarese's new show. Remember when on Valentine's Day? It's Friday, February 14th at the Scottish Rite Auditorium, Auditorium right. in uh, Collingswood, New Jersey. Shut up. For tickets, visit ScottishRiteAuditorium.com. All right, let me play the answer clip if you would. Uh, uh, right Casey. here. All right, this, here this is where it uh, came from. Dodi do, dooby do, yada da. What song was that? It was um, X Ambassadors. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. And at Renegades. the end, Renegades, and, yeah. and at the end of it, I was just, I was singing along with the melody of the music, and it was do 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 do, and I started going Dodi do, yada da. All right, next one, we will go to. Uh, let me see here. It's Joseph. Hey, Joseph, how you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself, Gadzooks. Wonderful, Gadzooks to you. All right, uh, mm-hmm. jo- uh, yeah, Joseph, you heard how it works, right? Yes, sir. All right, listen closely. Tell me which member of the President Steve show this is. <laughs> God, we're effed I'm gonna up. Go, I'm going to go with Casey. No! No, again, I thought... Sorry, Joseph. That's incorrect. Uh, we'll try. That's like when the Joker dies at the end of the first movie. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Let me go to Andrea. Hi, Andrea. I feel so privileged to talk to you this you morning. Are privileged. Oh. All right, Andrea. Uh, do you need to hear that again? Yes, please. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Andrea. That's hard. Um, yeah. I'm going to say 
No. Oh. Craig, sorry. We get one more to take a shot at it. It is Craig that we're going to go to. Hi, Craig. Howdy. All right, Craig. Do you need to hear it or you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to guess. I mean, it's kind of process of elimination. It sounds like well, one of your laughs. I'm going to go Preston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Casey, what do we have for Craig? All right, for you, Craig, we have a pair of tickets to see comedian Joe Matarese's new show, Remember When, on Valentine's Day, Friday, February 14th, at the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood, New Jersey. For tickets, visit ScottishRiteAuditorium.com. Nick, do you know if that uh, information is also on PrestonSteve.com? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I'll find out. We're going right. to figure that out, and we're going we're gonna, to loop around the ring. Right back. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Nick, real quick, did you want to plug in the middle of this? I'm sorry. I forgot to do that at the top. Oh, it's okay. Uh, yeah. The Cupid Run. Yes, it's this Saturday. Uh, we're looking for people to join our team. It's Team WMMR. The link is on PrestonSteve.com, WMMR.com. It's a fun event. It's uh, literally people running around in lingerie and underwear. Uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of calendar girls be a part of our team but uh it's this saturday and it's for a great cause world cafe live starts at noon i'll be there and i'll be your host and we'd love to have you be a part of it by the way sunshine on saturday great Ooh. weather's gonna be yeah. good for that and I, i've said it many times but uh the run portion of it is really a loose term it's it's just a, a party and people hanging out having yeah a you're time. not doing underwear party yeah yeah, yeah. um all right by the way here's the answer this is me the full clip of that goofball laugh here we go what's harry though i was just say they handle everything <laughs> they hairy your clothes and i put handle and every and made it hairy At these times you <laughs> need someone who cares about your clothes and harry's it correctly <laughs> <laughs> hey by the way is that the uh the part of your laugh that you got back Part of it, it's it. It came back for a day and yeah. then it went away. Oh, what? That's it? Because you were so happy, you, you rediscovered I your know, laugh. I know. I, I I used to have a very hearty laugh. Yeah. And as I have aged uh, in the past six months, I've lost part of it. It sucks. Maybe you need like a, a laugh procedure. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I'm and, and a lot of times you'll see me with my mouth open and no noises coming out. <laughs> I don't laugh the way I used to. Sucks. All right, well, let's go to another caller. Oh, wait, we, yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. do another caller first. <laughs> I'm going to go to John. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Presbo. Nobody. <laughs> All right, you ready to play this game, John? Yes, sir. All right, tell us who this is. Final, 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 final. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <gasps> I'm going to say Nick. Yes! Oh, you got it, John. <laughs> All right, here's what we got for you, Casey. Hey, for you, John, we have actually a four-pack of passes for a screening of the live-action adventure comedy Sonic the Hedgehog that's this Saturday, 10 a.m. at the Riggle... Riggle. <laughs> <laughs> Riggle. Riggle UA Riverview yeah. Plaza on Columbus Boulevard. Sonic the Hedgehog hits theaters nationwide on February 14th. Rated PG. Is that the wriggle? <laughs> that the wriggle. Let me play the answer, Casey. This is what it sounded like when Casey initially did that. But yeah. then you get to see the final final product. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But then you get to see the final final product. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Slows down mid-word. Oh, my God. So you can get to see the... (laughs) (laughs) Not that funny. It's like the Matrix. (laughs) 
Yeah, then you get to see the final final product. Sometime. Okay, sometime. The screening is at the Riddle Theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Matrix. It's oh like bullet time. It reminds me a little uh, bit of the time that I said rim job backwards. Bushmere. I'm I'm Bushmere. We need we need to do that again. That's a good contest. Filthy words backwards. You know what? I'm gonna mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna write that down before I get that. Uh, send it to Kathy. Backwards. <laughs> words. I'll never remember it. I got to jot it down. Sorry. Okay. Let's go to uh, Matt uh, for Loop. There it is. The President Steve Show Member Edition. Hey Matt, how you doing? Hey guys, how are you? Good. All right, Matt. We're gonna play one for you. You ready? All right, listen closely and tell us which show member this is. Wow. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> any idea? Uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with Steve. No. 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 <laughs> I'm going to try Jim out on that. Hey, Jim. Yeah, Kappa. Yeah, Kappa. Yeah, All right, listen to this. Here we go. All right, who's that? Uh, what did the guy, last guy say? He said me. He said Steve. He said Steve. Okay, I want to say Kathy. No. Oh. Incorrect. Uh, we'll do another caller. It's Brett. Hey, Brett. Hey, Preston. Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known to uh, been come to known as? God, you did that perfectly. Well done. Do you want to check I can't it? do that. <laughs> I can do the, hey, everybody's good to have you on the baba ba ba to ba 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 do ga ga ba ba da but I can't do that. Is there uh, uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? <laughs> Damn, Brett, I'm impressed. That was very good. I hope you win. Well, yeah. I can't do the Pierre one. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. All right, well, do you know the answer? Do you need to hear it again? Uh, let me hear it again. All right, here we go. <laughs> Okay. That's not even a word. <laughs> it's not. But you... uh, I'll go with uh, 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 Steve. No. He's already guessed. Sorry about that. That's me, folks. Yeah. It's my wheeze laugh. That's and also wheeze. the idea was you could last longer if you ended up getting it. Oh, really well, yeah. What I would do is I would take, you talk about going to a restaurant on the first date. I would take the date to a restaurant I could rub one out in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> that's it. It's so funny that Marissa listens for these little yeah. bitty things and picks up on them like that. Uh, do we have time to do another one or two? Yeah. All right, we'll go to Austin. Hey, Austin. Hey, is this the Wriggle? <laughs> <laughs> the Wriggle Theater. That was quick. Yeah, that was very quick. It's not that funny. It's not that funny, Austin. <laughs> All right, so, Austin, we're ready to play the mystery clip for you. Ready? All right. All right, tell us which show member this is. By the way, this is the one that gave Marissa the idea for the co- uh, the contest in the first place. Love it. Any idea who that might be, Austin? Is it Casey? No. Oh. Incorrect. Thank you, sir. We'll go next to Zach. Hey, Zach. You know, it's a really hard thinking feeling when the guy right before you takes your answer and he's nah. wrong. All right, well, let me play this again and you can reassess. You ready? All right, let's have it. Here we go. Oh, God. That reminds me of a video game. I can't quite 
replace it. But the, uh, but who do you oh. think that might be? What, Gallagher. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Zach? Yeah. I was going to say Gallagher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Can I get it one more time? All right, Zach. Is it Miss Romano? No. no. I'm so sorry. We'll try one more. We'll go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Booty call. <laughs> what was that? Booty call. Oh, booty, booty call. call. I love that song. All right, uh, Joe, what do you think? I'm just going to go. Is it Nick? It is yeah! Nick. Wow. What the hell is that from? All right. What do we have for him, uh, Case? All right. For you, Joe, we actually have a pair of tickets to see comedian Joe Matarese's new show, Remember When, on Valentine's Day. That's next Friday, February 14th, at the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood, New Jersey. For tickets, visit scottishriteauditorium.com. All right. Hang on. So we have the full clip of uh, Nick making that old noise. Here it is. On mod. I lost it. Oh, that was that just was him it? saying what well, you kind of rolled your L a little bit. Yeah, and that, that was, was it. Yeah. Lost it. Lost it. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> lost it. All right, let's do it's another the, one. It's the uh, Wookiee in you coming up. We'll go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Please get out of the cock of duty Good, too. It we got is. a lot of good ones. That's for Casey. All right, brand new one, Scott. You ready? Bring it. Here we go. Shing 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 shing. I love that. Uh, Scott, any idea? Uh, I'm gonna like spitball. I'm gonna say it's Casey Boy. You got it. Yeah. Shing 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 shing. All right, what are we going to get for Scott? All right, Scott, we got a four-pack of uh, passes for a screening of the live-action adventure comedy Sonic the Hedgehog. That's this Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Regal UA Riverview Plaza on South Columbus Boulevard. Sonic the Hedgehog hits theaters nationwide on February 14th, rated PG. All right. Some um, of these have made good ringtones. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, one more case? Well, I want to hear the answer for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. This is when Casey did that. Especially That's indoor not... pools because that smell is contained. You yeah. Know, outdoors yep. way different, but, like, outdoors have that awesome sheen. Sheen, sheen. Uh, from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish oh, I could take oh, that God. back. Oh, that's good. I love it. Yeah. Way different, but like outdoors have that awesome sheen. Sheen, sheen. Uh, from the sun. <laughs> this is the word. The word sheen inspired you to go sheen, sheen. It's not that funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> All right, we'll go to the next guys. call. Uh, I'm going to get uh, Sean on the phone line. Hey, Sean. Preston, I don't need to hear the clip. Casey was pooping not far from the blue roof. <laughs> oh. True. That is true. Very that true. Is very true. All right, but we're going to play the clip for you anyway. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's see if you figure out who this is. Here we go. <laughs> wow. All right, Preston, play it again. Look, 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 at my, look at my miming and see if it matters. All right, hang on a second. Here we go. Steve's doing a speed bag mime. (laughs) Sean, who do you think that might be? Well, it's something that no human could make, so it's got to be Nick. No. No. 
I, I knew who you were going with when you let yeah. in with that, but no, it is not Nick, believe it or not. Thank you anyway, Sean. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Frank. Hi, Frank. Dad Zooks. Dad Zooks, Frank. All right, I'll play it one more time. Here we go. <laughs> All right, who might that be? Uh, that's got to be Casey. You got it. Oh, excellent. Hang on a second. Well, hang on. I need to talk to Frank real quick. We, I need to get Frank with Frank. All Listen, right. bro, why are you uh, playing me like that? Go ahead, Frank. Casey's got to talk to you. Frank, we're at a Matteries ticket, so I'm going to give you a choice. We have a cardboard classic lift tickets uh, or uh, tickets to see the Philly Auto Show. Or um, Sonic. Oh, or Sonic. Oh, what did he say? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so, so you have t- cardboard classic lift uh, lift tickets, or uh, Philadelphia car show passes, or you can go see Sonic the Hedgehog this Saturday. Uh, uh, cardboard classic, please. Oh, nice. All right. Good goal. We'll see you up there. there, Frank. All right. So you've got a pair of lift tickets for the Preston Steve Cardboard Classic. That is Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain. Hit the slopes and catch all the action of the classic on the Tubing Hill MMR lift tickets presale. $10 lift t- tickets available through Sunday, February 23rd. Flash sale. Cardboard classic winter hat and a long sleeve t-shirt on sale in the MMR Rock Shop through noon on Monday. This Monday coming up, MMR.com for all the info. All right, and uh, here's the full clip of uh, Casey. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, no, I was just saying they, they dredged. <laughs> I guess at the beginning there, you were just, you were flustered. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Wish I knew that was all. What that was Do you remember about? in the early days when you were thinking about getting on radio or being a broadcaster of any kind? You thought, Jesus, I I can't speak without making mistakes like oh that. My oh my god! And, now we just uh, don't care. And, and then we, we found each other. Simply, <laughs> yeah, right. And then we, <laughs> we found this show. <laughs> we found each other. It was meant to be. We are basically Casey, the Suicide Squad of radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't it? True. Isn't it remarkable when you hear? polished shows that, oh, yeah. that when, where they don't it's make mistakes. Do you know who's quite good at it, at, of not really messing up at all? Um, you know, uh, is Sarah. I, was gonna I knew say you were going to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She's so She doesn't make mistakes. I had uh, was watching a, a, a local TED Talk that a friend of mine I went to high school with did, and she nailed it. Yeah. Not one flub, not it. one skip, uh, and seeming to not use a teleprompter either, and it was 15 minutes, and I'm like, I've do I've been doing this every day for thirty years plus, and there's no way I could do that. Guys, my outgoing voicemail doesn't even have a flub in it. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it's, it's like, hey, this is. Uh, you Casey, mean it does uh, have a flub yeah, in? Yeah, it. yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if he was bragging. <laughs> Guys, my outgoing message has no mistakes. I thought that, uh, me too. For 10 seconds, yeah. I say something without a mistake. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love you guys. I love you guys so I much. I know. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you. All right. Well, anyhow, thanks for playing. It was a fun game. Yay! It was good. Well, Marissa. Marissa Mendes. I want some mistakes from you next time. All right, Marissa. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. I still got some bizarre file stories that are awaiting your approval. We'll get to them in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, how about we do the bizarre file? Let's go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Steve, I have this first story with you explicitly in mind. Oh. <laughs> Bar, North Queensland, <laughs> in Australia, apparently 
flying foxes, also called fruit bats, outnumber the population by hundreds of thousands. <laughs> Resident Adam Karila says it's like a bat tornado over the town. Of course. And those things are huge, by the way. It just seems to me that every bat in Australia is now in Ingham, the mayor, Raymond J.O. says. The town's botanical gardens are completely overrun with swarms of the bats. In fact, some of the trees are so full of bats, they're breaking from the sheer weight of them. So they're enormous, as you said. Have you guys ever seen how large these bats can get? Mm -hmm. Are they the biggest bats? I think they are. I think they're the biggest bats. They might be. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, those bat people from uh, Beastmaster actually exist in somewhere in oh, Australia. If they're going to live anywhere, yeah. it's Australia. So, J.O. says it's a nightmare. He thinks the infestation has reached biblical plague proportions. Oh, yeah, gotta love it. As the colony grows, so do concerns among locals. Bats have now moved into the trees surrounding the local kindergarten and primary school where Adam and Suzanne Corilla have their two daughters. The couple are now part of a growing group of parents who are considering pulling their children out of the school for fear of them getting sick or being scratched by a diseased bat. Oh, no, no, no. That's totally fine. The problem has become so bad, emergency helicopters can no longer land at the hospital while the bats are in flight with the main colony just a few hundred meters down the road. A chopper was recently forced to do laps of the town until the animals cleared. Tourism in the area is also taking a hit, with no one wanting to go near the bats. Uh, bats... When you go to some place, don't you plan on the bat population, Preston? Of course, of course. It's part of your consideration. Nick, these are called fruit bats. I know you're oh, looking at right. ones that are gigantic I here. thought you said the foxes. No, they're called flying foxes, but uh, it says that they are fruit bats. But uh, the bats are a protected species under state law, meaning the, the council is limited in how it can try to move the animals on non-lethal methods like, How about shoe shoe like huh. smoke noise and lights can be used but crucially this can't be done when the bats are breeding so, so australia's on fire yep <laughs> it's overrun with bats they just found a new larger version of the funnel web spider which is one of the deadliest insects on earth mm-hmm. what a joy yep. what exactly do they put in that australian travel brochure yep so uh they are now uh, overrun by these i bats. love the aussies i love the people they're fantastic yeah so uh uh, they uh, apparently are, it's it's causing a problem. All right, Bruce McConville would rather burn his own money than give it to his ex-wife and a disbelieving Superior Court judge giving him 30 days in jail to rethink his claim. The 55-year-old Ottawa businessman sold properties and businesses behind her back, then withdrew the $1 million and, he claims, burned the money in two bonfires. $743,000 last September. Wow. And then $296,000 in December. And is that a legal move? McConville, well, I don't know. McConville (laughs) has uh, long defied a court order to file an affidavit about his finances, notably where the money went from the secret sales. Because his financial affairs remain a mystery, the court has been unable to figure out what he owes in child and spousal support. As a result, he's been paying neither. He explained that he set fire to the missing million And it was revealed during a contempt motion last week before Superior Court Justice Kevin Phillips. Uh, He said, it's not something that I would normally do. I'm not a person that is extremely materialistic. A little goes a long way. I've always been frugal. Phillips uh, didn't buy his story, by the way. The judge doesn't buy it. And ruled that it was crystal clear that McConville, quote, has 
very clearly and deliberately set out to thwart the court and the proper administration of justice. So Phillips told McConville that if he doesn't tell the truth in future court filings, he will face penal consequences. Ooh. So he says he burnt it, but the judge is thinking not buying he's, it. He's sitting, uh, he's sitting it somewhere. somewhere. Okay. Yeah. If he Why? did, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I saw pictures of this. I did not see video, but bizarre footage of two mysterious large ring-shaped clouds appearing in the sky above a Russian city has baffled the Internet. Yeah, it's wild. It is. Yeah, if you can dig that up, Nick, it's uh, it looks like a sci-fi movie. The video has emerged showing two disc-like clouds floating before a third suddenly becomes visible. Towards the end of the footage, a plane is seen heading towards the sky rings and pierces the first circle. They believe it's a bridge troll blowing smoke rings. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Local media said a fourth ring appeared shortly afterward. The incident was uh, filmed by numerous local residents, and the images were later widely shared on social media. Uh, the unusual phenomenon has raised discussions among web users over possible UFO sightings and even uh, coronavirus scare. <laughs> Uh, see, every it, yeah. it all goes to the car. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you're looking for it online, just check under hornymilfs.com. Uh, <laughs> some suggested the circles uh, could have been produced by a quadricopter or a type of drone, while others speculated that they could have been the result of secret test flights. It almost looks like the Olympics symbol. It does. That's yeah. what I was thinking, yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll do one more story. Uh, police in Laredo, Texas found 36 migrants trapped in a dump truck after the truck had a flat tire and was towed to an impound yard. The migrants were trapped in a hidden compartment in the truck that seemed to haul gravel. Oh, man. Uh, uh, when investigators and rescuers responded to the impound lot, they heard banging. Police received a tip that made them go back to the truck. The people in the truck were not injured and most likely crossed the border illegally. Uh, the hidden compartment of the truck was obscured by sand, dirt, and gravel. Uh, the driver of the truck, Ruben Plata, had told uh, officials the situation was handled and a private tow truck was on the way. But while police checked its background, they found it was wanted on a parole violation. Paramedics and rescue crews knocked on the truck. They heard knocking back. The migrants had no ability to escape, but I guess they had a false top on it or something like that that made yeah. it look like it was full of gravel, uh, which was kind of interesting. They're very inventive. Yep. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Oh, forgot, man, Dr. Oz. Hey. Ah. hey. Ah. I'd like to do it before 10 a.m., but you know, ah. what are you going to do? Here's your question. On yesterday's show, and we'll, we'll start with caller number 12 today, okay? On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke to a mom who spent seven days posing as an 11-year-old child online to catch predators. How many men did she say approached her within minutes of her going online? Now, that's pretty specific. No, I don't know if I, again, yeah. it's another sad story here, but let, let's find out. This isn't a gimme. Uh, 215263 WMMR. And yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke to a mom who spent seven days posing as an 11-year-old child online to catch predators. How many men did she say approached her within minutes of her going online? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you can get the answer correct. We'll come back with that as well as lesson question. Trash and music news. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're here on a uh, Thursday morning. That's pretty easy to handle because we only got one more day. Today and tomorrow, work-wise, and then we're into the weekend. So you're doing all right. As Tom Papo was saying earlier, you 
You're doing great. You're yeah. doing great. Yeah, so don't worry about it. It's a good message. Uh, you're going to be doing better, though, if you can win $500, and we are going to see if we can give somebody that money right now, courtesy of Dr. Oz. We're doing a watch, listen, and win this week and next week, so if you watch Dr. Oz... Uh, the following day, we have a question about the show, and if you get it right, you win a $500 Amex gift card. So we're going to go to our 12th caller, which is where we said we were going to start. I'm going to go to Lisa. Hi there, Lisa. Hi there. Good morning, guys. All right, Lisa, if you can answer this question, we give you the prize. Yesterday, Dr. Oz spoke to a mom who spent seven days posing as an 11-year-old child online to catch predators. How many men did she say approached her within minutes of her going online? 52. 52. <laughs> she got it. Lisa, hang on because we're going to give you a $500 Amex gift card, okay? All right. Hang on just a second. We'll get your information and take care of you. Don't forget, you can get a daily dose of the Dr. Oz Show each day. Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. Uh, Today, Jessica Simpson opens up about her anxiety, abuse, and addiction that almost ended it all. Catch Dr. Oz uh, weekdays, 2 o'clock at Fox 29. What's crazy and ironic is I actually have a friend named Lisa who, that's this is that's what she does. She um, She's a police officer and poses as a, as a kid online yeah, and, and, be and captures these creeps, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good work, but it's got to yeah. be just emotionally Soul great. Fucking, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to do a lesson question about today's show and... We're going to give away Steven Singer's popular fully dipped classic gold rose for the correct answer. So, you know what? Let's do a question about the Steven Singer commercial. All right. All right. So, if you were listening during the commercials, this might be a tough one to get, but I meant to say love, but what did I say instead during that commercial? <laughs> 215263 WMMRs. In one of our live commercials, we indeed do them live. For Steven Singer, I meant to say love, but what did I say instead? 215-263-WMMR. Call now and let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into it. It's brought to you this morning by Patient First. Cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year, 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Disney CEO Bob Iger suggesting that their successful Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, will get its own spinoff series very soon. Iger says the spinoff will air on their new new streaming channel called Disney Plus You're Broke. (laughs) Haley Baldwin revealing she and Justin Bieber have one cardinal rule in the bedroom, no cell phones. Apparently, Bieber says they really tear up his ass. Oh, my God. Hey! <laughs> and finally, Madonna offering to sublet her Central Park West apartment to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle if they decide to move to Manhattan. Madonna says the place is a steal if you don't mind the smell of blue emu and denture grip. That's your Hollywood dream. All righty, let's see if we can get an answer to the question. Uh, during a Steven Singer live commercial, I meant to say love, but I said what <laughs> word instead. Let's go to Nick for the answer. Hey, Nick. Hey, am I on the radio? Yes. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> and it'll be even sweeter if you can tell me what word I meant to say. I, I meant to say love, but what did I actually say? It should be love. Love, yes. <laughs> Hang on, Nick. I'm going to give you a Steven Singer, popular, fully dipped, classic gold rose. You can get his brand new rose gold rose for Valentine's Day. That's right, a rose gold gold rose starting at just $69 only at IHateStevenSinger.com. 
We'll get the information. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Blah, blah, blah. Preston, I know you're in the middle of sending a long text. What I would recommend you do is copy that before you do anything else because you you really run the risk of deleting it, of deleting it and, and losing it all. Just a minute. Then. Okay. I, I was just going to set my phone down. but <laughs> if you're, Sending it to Annabelle. If you're going to. Dear Annabelle, Annabelle, I think about you often. I know that you're the life of Santa Claus. But your name has also been used to depict a scary doll in movies. I want you to know I think of you as Santa's wife and not that scary doll. All right, I got it. All right, thank you. You're it's annoying that the iPhone does that now. Yeah. It, it, you you put it down and, and it'll just go away. And that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it like if, if your phone closes and you reopen it, it kind of resets the home well, screen. that's not right. So, so if you started... Uh, to send, you know what? I should just send it then. I've, I, I wanted to read over finished? it again, but well, you know. go ahead, read over it. <laughs> it's to Rob McElhenney. Oh. So uh, I love you. <laughs> I think we can make a real I home love run. you three thousand. <laughs> should, should I put that in there? Yeah, put, I think I, it'd be a real home run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. All right, I'll do that later. Yeah. How about music news? Oh, oh are we yeah. doing that? Are we on the air? Uh, it's brought to you by Patient First. Uh, cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. So we'll start with this. Five finger. No, we're not going to start. We'll no. start with the Rolling no. Stones. Yes. Rolling Stones are bigger than Five Finger Death Punch. Yes. Uh, they have uh, have uh, released some uh, 2020 North American tour dates. And this information just in, so I have not had a chance to look at it. Well, I guess what? I don't see yeah. Philadelphia. No Philadelphia. Wow. So that, now that's, that's Dave Matthews Band, that's Pearl Jam, and the Rolling Stones all bypassing our city. Something's wrong in the world. Something wicked this way comes. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um... Yeah, the closest I see is Pittsburgh, Ugh. and that's it. Well, not even uh, when they did the last tour, Preston. Does, do we know when they did the last tour where they did Philly here? Did they do Pittsburgh as well in that tour? I don't know. I don't know that, Steve, but they did do Buffalo because uh, Pierre and shuffled off to. Uh, yeah, and and J- I think Jackie went to that one as yes, well. Yes, they did. Um, and they did, and obviously there's a shot of Pierre in Florida uh, yep. pre hurricane. Yeah, and then they're doing Buffalo again on this tour. So, oh, that's a crock of crap. Okay. Well, there's you know. a lot of like open dates in between each of those dates, though. So maybe, just maybe, they're going to fill this out a little. Well, bit between more. Pittsburgh, it's the 23rd. Their next date after that is the 27th. So I, I don't know if they can shimmy on over Two to Philly. Stones. Yes. If you come to Philadelphia, I just know it would be a real home run. <laughs> My wife Annabelle will make some cookies. For you. Annabelle will make you cookies. Uh, okay, interesting. So um, I don't think we need to go any further than uh, well, just... they can go to hell. Yeah, suck it, Rolling Stones. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hopefully they'll uh, they'll have a, a Philly date. Oh, East Rutherford, that's not that far. No, no, no that's, that's 2019. That's last year. <laughs> <laughs> Five-finger death punch guitarist Jason Hook will sit out the remainder of the band's European tour because he needs additional time to recover after having his gallbladder removed in December. Uh, Hook will be replaced at the remaining shows on the trek by Andy James, Widely regarded as one of the UK's top rising stars in the world of shred and metal guitar. So he is going to replace him for the time being. Uh, Green Day, Fall Out Boy, Weezer are teasing more dates in their upcoming Hella Mega Tour. 
Uh, of course, they are coming to Philadelphia. Those yes. guys are. Uh, these acts are going to hit the road together later this year. Uh, with legs in North America and Europe already confirmed. All three groups tweeted the same three emojis on Wednesday. An Australian flag, a New Zealand flag, and a face with a hand over its mouth. Screenshots of those tweets were then shared by the official Hella Mega Tour Twitter account. Meanwhile, uh, Green Day's father of all mother effers arrives on Friday. And Billy Joe Armstrong admitted in a new interview with Spin that... Uh, the new LP's title is not a ref- reference to Donald Trump, as some had assumed, nor is the album overly political. He said, I think this whole record, the point was to make Green Day more danceable. He said, there's so much toxic S in the in the ether right now. Uh, I didn't want to write songs that would contribute to that. So for us, it was like, okay, instead of doing some opus or something like that, let's find a new direction we haven't gone into. And they certainly have. It sounds not it, quite like Green Day. It's very unique. I uh, like it. Is the, the rest of any of the other material sound like that? He just said that that's the direction they're going in, All so right. it very well might. I'll well, be curious. See, I don't know. I haven't really heard any of it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne said in an interview that there is only one member of the original Black Sabbath who can't be replaced, and it's not him. It's not Bill Ward, and it's not Geezer Butler, but guitarist Tony Iommi. He said, Geezer's great. He's a great lyricist. Nobody can touch him. Bill, in his day, was a great drummer. Tony, he's always going to be the greatest. No one can touch him. He was the band, really. We were all part of the band, but he was the most irreplaceable one. And Ozzy even said, Tony, he is one of the few people who could walk into this room right now, and I would effing feel intimidated. He intimidates the F out of me. And he knows it. <laughs> That's pretty interesting to hear. Ozzy that is say wild, that. yeah. And then one last thing: photos have surfaced of what appears to be the unmasked Tortilla Man, the percussionist and newest member of Slipknot, whose identity has still not been revealed by the rest of the nine-piece band. Three members of the band recently visited a Postojnia Cave. I don't know how you pronounce this. Postojnia Cave. A Posto S. P-O-S-T-O-J-N-A, cave. Spells him again. The most extensive cave system in Slovenia. Oh, I thought it was a person. While on tour. his first name. Uh, two of the members, percussionist uh, Sean Crayon and drummer Jay Weinberg, were easily identifiable in the pictures. Uh, the third member, however, was not. Although the latest photos, which were posted to the cave Facebook account, uh, support the theory that Tortilla Man is multi-instrumentalist Michael Pfaff. Faf played keyboards with Crayhan in the band Dirty Little Rabbits and is also a member of the Iowa-based duo The Snacks. Uh, that's a great name, The Snacks. Yeah, yeah that is great. Uh, included in the imagery, is, or in the, in the image gallery, I'm sorry, is a picture of the page in the Caves Visitor's Book uh, signed by three members of Slipknot with the metal signature appearing to contain the word Faf. So people are still trying to figure out who he is. Uh, so this is the largest, what was the designation of this cave system? It's the largest case of him in Slovenia. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you didn't know that? Night. No, big whoop. No. Sorry, Sorry Mr. Jeopardy. <laughs> what are we doing in this cave? <laughs> Did I drop an F-bomb during that break? I'm seeing text messages ask, uh, and a couple asking if I dropped an F-bomb. I don't I think so. No... I said the C word slowly. (laughs) Right. You You stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Tree bumpkin. Um, No, I didn't hear you say that. Okay, me neither. All right, so we're good. (laughs) That's definitely weird. Uh, You said wriggle. Why don't we take a break? (laughs) 
We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready for the appearance of one Mr. Pierre Robert, and we'll get the letter of the day, and we're getting really, really close to giving our Word of the Week prize away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020, Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. I only love I love the Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads. The Who. And Jackson's local shots opener, Foxtrot and the Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sometimes when we are playing music uh, here in the studio, uh, we have these video monitors uh, in our studio and our uh, production crew will put the video up on the monitor so, and they'll sync it with the actual audio to yeah. what we're playing on the radio. So I was just watching it. I don't think I've ever seen that video before for Drive. That was really good. Music video. I miss music videos. I know. They, I it, miss the time that I had to watch music videos, kind of too. You know yeah, I mean? and the, the that that whole time frame. The the Goldbergs had a good episode about the same way. You know, uh, we would you know wait on the radio to hear a song while they were waiting. Remember waiting for videos. Mm-hmm. I got to see that video. Again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Friday you know night what? video fights. Remember the Friday night yeah. video oh, fights. Yeah. Yep. And Incubus is a, a one of those bands I don't think of that often. And I'm like, when I hear them, I'm like, damn, they're good. Really yeah. good. And Brandon Boyd is an awesome singer. He's a melodic singer Who that's managed to be, you know, in the world of rock really? and actually be uh, melodic. And, yeah. You know, be, have have some tone to his voice. It's really cool. Yeah, um, there's a song that they have called "Paper Shoes." It's my, it's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, and it never got any radio play, but it was on the same album that uh, Animali came out on, which is also Animali. Another... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaving it. It's Animali. <laughs> I love the song "Dig." Oh yeah. Uh, I like Megalomaniac. There's a lot of really good ones. Nice to know you holds a a nice special place in my heart because when I went skydiving, they they shot a video of me skydiving. It was at Skydive Jersey Shore. Yes. And they put it to music for me. And that was the the music that they put it to was that Incubus song. They're a solid band. When are they mm-hmm. coming to town, Nick? They are coming on uh, October. Oh, no, I'm sorry, August 23rd uh, with 311 and Bad Flower. That's right. We announced that the other day. Yeah, and then the uh, the presale. Is through WMMR.com right now. Okay. So, yeah, it starts um, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. So you can get that information on our website. It's after that now. So, uh, yeah, great band. Good. I've seen them live before. They're, they pull it off. They're excellent. So. <laughs> uh, Nick, you said October, and uh, you meant to say August, and it, it reminded me, Press, I meant to tell you, uh, I coached my son in basketball, mm-hmm. and I was yelling to him on the court in the middle of the game, and I yelled Preston. Instead at of, him? At him instead of Seamus. Really? I was, yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, I think you're mad at Preston. <laughs> I was mad you at Preston. Been. You must have been. I, I call my kids the wrong names all the time. And sometimes I'll use your guys' names Yeah. Uh, okay. by accident, so it does happen, but that's funny. Pierre, <laughs> put that down. I was like, Preston! <laughs> uh, speaking of, he's here. Oh, real quick, let me thank Tom Papa for being Yay! on the show. Yay! Love that guy. Tom's one of the best, man. He's uh, super nice, and he's got a... I, I love his, his positive outlook. And he was right when he was talking about his comedy special. 
The majority of comedians, uh, comedy can come from a dark place yes. or, or from a lot of angst, and Thomas decided to not quite do that. He's going to have a little bit more of, of a positive flair to it, and he can certainly pull it off. So his show, his Netflix comedy special, is called You're Doing Great. <laughs> And it uh, just premiered on Tuesday, and he'll be back in town on the 7th of March, and he's playing the Sellersville Theater. And those tickets are on sale now. He's just one of the best. He's just a likable, funny guy. Wait, absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought he was playing Keswick. This, what did I say? Sellersville. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Keswick Theater. Yes. yes. Okay. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Uh, and now we welcome Pierre Robert. Why, good day. How are you, man? Very well. You, Very well. I, I really am looking at your hat. It's the same style as the... the Whoopi Bubber, whatever that guy's Whoopi. name is. <laughs> Whoopi Bubber. Whoopi Bubber. <laughs> Whoopi Bubber. Uh, uh, does, he, does the baby have the Whoopi Bub? Okay. He, he never goes to bed without his Whoopi Bub. We posted the pictures of uh, Steve and I wearing your hat yesterday along with you, and you clearly wear it best. I love you wearing my hat. Uh, uh, Whoopi Bubbles was the, is the guy's name who makes these hats. And uh, I'm wearing another one of them today, different yeah. color. Uh, and uh, you and Steve, I, I think Marissa posted them all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's the... Th- the th- <laughs> Steve I, looks, I wasn't wearing it quite right. <laughs> Steve looks um, challenged. Um, uh, but... Uh, they're very, they're interesting. I think I think you both could work them if you have right. time. Uh, is there an online um, way to purchase them? I don't think so. Okay, would you uh, knit some for some down? <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, ma- I'll ask. Does he him still down. make them? Well, I he made some for me just special because he. I think he kind of retired and moved to Mexico, but I I like I had I have like twenty of them. But I uh, lost most of them. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you I only had have, 20. I, I had yeah. 20. I only have like five or six left. Oh, well. So, That's um, actually pretty amazing okay. that uh, you, you still have five or six with your track record. It is yeah. with my track record. So, Just uh, look on any form of mass transit and you'll find something with that. <laughs> but uh, you can see it on all the MMR social media, the picture of you and me and Steve uh, all wearing my hat. Um, so that's uh, well worth checking out. I think I interrupted you. You were going to say something else. Do you remember what that was? I was going to say uh, it's a glorious day because you announced Stones dates. Yes. Ah. My Stones t-shirt. Uh, and lamented that they weren't here. Um, Buffalo was two tours ago, actually. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but obviously a band you will travel to see and travel great distances. Not at all. <laughs> uh, so Every you've been to London? Date. I've been to London. I Miami. I've seen them in Chicago, Miami, Pittsburgh. Um uh, New York, obviously. Uh, Toronto. Did you um, go to that Pittsburgh show where uh, Pearl Jam opened for them? Mm-mm. Okay, because that was um, at the ballpark in Pittsburgh. Yeah. This is at the football field in right. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So uh, where will you go this time? Well, uh, they Pittsburgh. opened in San Diego in May. <laughs> um, I, I that's a possibility. Um, the Pittsburgh is is a possibility. I mean, closer. You know, it's got to be a weekend, pretty much. So, do you think right. they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna squeeze in a date here well, or no? Uh, that you had also talked about that there is talk of a second leg of this oh, tour, but okay, perhaps later into 2020, and then a third uh, leg of the stool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying. Well, uh, Annabelle always likes <laughs> the third leg of the stool. So, um, um, so Steve, Annabelle, Annabelle, <laughs> the, uh, everybody, I want to point out Annabelle's here tonight. <laughs> Uh, up here, the Pittsburgh show is on Tuesday, June 23rd, so that makes that difficult. Yeah, challenging. I mean, doable if I could get an early morning flight out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to try to get as many as possible. So, uh, With the way you plan and the efficient way you travel, I, I see that as very easy. I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I flew out to see uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young opening night of their first reunion tour in many, many years in Detroit. 
and I had it all set up. I flew out after the show and was coming back the next morning. And there was a huge snowstorm. Of course. Um, and I ended up in Pittsburgh, actually. And then I had to take a train. Um, and it, it wasn't... Uh, did you have to work the next morning? I did. But oh, I, then, then that I didn't, didn't happen. Yeah, didn't, yeah. Didn't quite make that. If everything had worked right, it would have worked just fine. Yeah, yeah. And I was... It wasn't even my fault. It wasn't, yeah. Um, but... Um, Very rare. Yeah. It was yeah. God's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about we do the letter? You ready, man? How about we do that? All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... I, as in, I believe this will be a glorious day. All right, we have a pair of three-day tickets to see fish. August 14th, 15th, and 16th on the Atlantic City Beach Plus Hotel Stay for three nights at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. I don't even like fish, and I want to win this. Uh, tickets for all three. Fa- That's not fair. I don't hate fish or anything like that. I don't like most of their stuff. But anyhow. You don't know most of their stuff. Three fish shows on the AC Beach. You can go go on sale this Friday at noon via Ticketmaster.com. So we give that away tomorrow, which is pretty cool. Uh, what do you have planned for today, man? Well, many plans are in the works for today. Uh, we've got uh, Incubus tickets, a show you were just talking about, 311 and Badflower, uh, August 23rd in Camden. Got those to give away more tickets to go skiing or snowboarding uh, at the Cardboard Classic coming up uh, now. One month from today. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. That's You're right. Today is uh, February 6th. March 6th is uh, Friday, and that is the President Steve Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. And uh, great fun. I'm already excited about it, actually. We're looking at a, at a graphic of this right now and the picture of the slinky dog sled. Look at how big that I thing I thought that is. was a morphed photo. But no, it's that is one sled. That's one sled. And wow. it was amazing. It really, uh, to be off to the side of it was like to be at an amusement park and watch a roller coaster go by. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, at Pacifico, we have a new beer sponsor. Uh, Pacifico will be on board this year, which is really cool. It's great. Awesome. Great beer. Um, so um, we've got cardboard classic <clears throat> skiing or snowboarding tickets to give away. And then we've got a block of the bees. Uh, so, uh, by the way, did you hear Bruce last night? That was amazing between yeah. 9 and 10. Uh, yeah. Bam Bam did a great job with it. And uh, Kevin did a great job putting it together. Like hearing these early versions of Jungle Land and, and really cool stuff. Rosie and... The uh, alternate version, as we say, of Thunder Road. That was it for wheels. High point? Main point. I'm sorry, main point. What was that venue like, size-wise? Do you know it was pre... Okay. Um, The building is still there. It's on Lancaster Avenue in Bryn Mawr. Um, It's like a furniture shop now. Yeah, Yeah. driven by it. I'm just Uh, curious, interior-wise, how many seat capacity, what that was kind of like, you know? 300 people, I think. Get out. Yeah, something like that. Wow. It was a furniture shop at the time the concert took place. Wow, really? (laughs) Bruce was there? Yeah, he's looking for some end tables. (laughs) He's right over there in the corner. Great sale on some some beanbag chairs and recliners. (laughs) And who here's into Rattan? (laughs) That was popular at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rattan was, yes. Rattan in the USA. Yeah, and uh, build it. You know, he could probably. <laughs> you snorted. That's uh, great. I can't help it. Uh, water beds were big then too. They were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's like sleeping on the water. Mm-hmm. Like being a, a, a reed floating in a river. <laughs> anyway, that down was great last night. To the river. <laughs> That's where he got the inspiration. So I go down to the river and get great sales on furniture. <laughs> 
Now I got Mary pregnant, and we needed maternity stuff. And the nursery section is enjoying some great sales right there in the left corner of the bed. <laughs> you killed Pierre. <laughs> He's on the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, my 19th birthday, I got a union card and a lovely section. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song so much. It is a great song. And then the added things that I never knew were in it, like uh, like that, a lovely yeah. sectional. I, I knew he got her pregnant, but I didn't know they needed a lovely sectional. Yeah. <clears throat> which they found at the Main Point Furniture Store. Bruce was a fan of a big sale. Why oh, not? He appreciated it. He cares about the working man. Yeah. He does, yeah. and did, and does. And at any rate, so we've got more bees in the uh, workforce blocks today. Uh, we'll have Bob Marley. He would have been 75 today. Blink-182 and Bad Company. Three B blocks today. Love it. Was that done with that ex- expressed uh, no. purpose? No, it just no, it happened. just happened to kind of float uh, that like way it. down the river. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right, well, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Fred Beans. See how we do used better at fredbeansused.com. And also the Philly Pops, Phil Collins, and the yeah. music of Genesis, March 6th, March 6th through the 8th. Uh, tomorrow, to wrap up the week, we will have comedian Michael Yo in our oh, studio. Awesome. And uh, comedian Christina Hutchinson. Yeah, she is actually a huge fan of our show. Uh, oh, yeah, that's she's awesome. the headliner at Helium this weekend. All right. Well, those uh, those people will be by tomorrow. We'll have more stuff for you. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Every day I drive down this one road in Warrington, I think to myself, why the f*** did they only pay half of this goddamn road? My cars are gonna fall Next message. Today marks exactly one month until the cardboard classic, 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 classic. Come on, old man winter, man up! Next message. What the f*** is wrong with you? I don't understand why you wake up in the morning and try to piss me off just to f*** up my day. Just don't f*** off today. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.